I'm Chandler Riggs, and you're on Below the Belt Show. I'm Pollyanna McIntosh. You're watching Below the Belt. Hey, guys. This is Caitlin Akon on the Below the Belt Show. And remember, just survive somehow. My name is Ross Marquand. I play Aaron on The Walking Dead. You're listening to the Below the Belt Show. And uh, we're, we're introducing uh, an actor. Is that what you said? Yeah. Who, who else is with you? Okay. Uh, you, are, you are now listening to Matthew McConaughey here. And uh, we're going to be uh, doing a little Walking Dead action, season six. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be some zombies, going to be some undead folk walking around. And there might even be... There might even be some some uh, time being discussed, you know, about time being a flat circle, really getting down into the, the nitty-gritty of what does it mean to be alive and, 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 and dead, for example, also in this new world where the living and the dead live amongst each other. It's going to be wild, so check it out below the belt. All right. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Oh, I got a live one here. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt in the Mother Effin' House. That's right. The virtual edition, the at-home edition, if you will, celebrating BTB's anniversary all month long, guys. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host for the most. Uh, here for your weekly pleasure, let's go ahead and introduce the virtual room. Starting with, that's right, guys, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker. The one and only Chachi McFly. Yeah, we had a great show last week with the bad boys of Baltimore reuniting once again, the original <laughs> crew, and we got some more um, favorites from over the years joining yes. us this week, which I'm very excited about. That's Not right. Not so much the um, general down here in the corner. Oh, snap. All right. <laughs> well, your, your excitement is always implied. I know That's how true. much you enjoy, enjoy when we do a show together. It's from the heart. Yes, it is. Let's go ahead introduce the other gentleman that spoke guys he is the man with the calming presence <laughs> he is uh, the fan favorite on below the belt show and the prince the persian prince of pop culture <laughs> the, the one and only mike the general zod as always it is a pleasure it's been like a month or so since i've been on and yeah it's been a while uh, yeah surprisingly but i, I feel that's been longer than you general if can you yeah. believe it I know, I know. It's uh, <laughs> just coming out of the woodwork all the time. Yeah. But, but we won't give it away to the uh, to our legions of listeners and or watchers. So I think you're the I'll common just, presence. Yes. It's just I'll just say it's good to be here. 
It's been oh, a it's been a week where I kind of needed this. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. We're very therapeutic here on this show, General. That's so right. yes, we are. Kind of like a, a confessional, <laughs> if you will. You know, you, you yes. go to the booth, you just call confess me all your sins, call and me we'll father. make it all better. Yeah, and I'm, I'm enjoying. <laughs> I have my 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 pink water bottle. Yes. So you know, try to show how gender fluid my hydration <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually and your, is, and your sexual preference, of yeah. course. Exactly. Exactly. Is that Chardonnay in there? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, not tonight. But right. well, someone has been away from BTB for I'd say years uh, because she moved to Las Vegas, Nevada. She left um, Baltimore. She was... leave Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> she is a below the belt show favorite from our early days at WNBC. Um, <clears throat> I'd say circa 2010, 2013. Does that sound about right? Yep, yeah. that's it. Wow, I just kind of guessed. And, she was uh, always my pick for my birthday shows. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Well, guys, she's right. she <laughs> back on Below the Belt show. She's a former LFL football player, um, and she's the lovely and talented Kelly Campbell back on BTV. Hey. Hi, guys. Happy anniversary. I cannot believe 20 years. That's amazing. And I've known you for half of them, which where did that time go? I don't have no idea. It's It's BTV. BTV. Oh, go right ahead. Go ahead, Kelly. I would say I was I was a young, uh, you know, young 20 something year old when you guys wrote me into this shenanigans and uh, so were we you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah now a, a decade later you know um i'm still none the wiser apparently well how, yeah. how good of a fake id do you think btb still needs since they still have a year before it can drink I yeah know. oh yeah I right know, right <laughs> uh, that's depressing in general thank you <laughs> well kelly we, we my <laughs> Well, you're we in did, Vegas, Kelly. How how is I Vegas? I know. Yes, yes, especially during, during the, the pandemic. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, beautiful. I can't complain. Uh, it's been. Nice. I I think while while you there in Maryland were still in your your weather winter weather clothes for March and April, I was already in my pool. So uh, wow. you know, and um, now you guys are closing up your pools, and mine's still open. So of course, can't, can't, can't Look, complain. Just it in. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, oh, I do have to. I do have to correct you though now, Al, because I've been yes. I've been out here for seven years uh, already, and it is Nevada, not Nevada. So, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So Nevada. Okay. Nevada. Okay, so almost like a New Orleans, New Orleans and New Orleans. Like I guess, <laughs> I guess it's like so. potato, yeah. potato. But yeah, you're but, actually a resident of. I would, yeah. I get slapped oh. if anyone's local saw this and and I didn't, you know, put it out there for the <laughs> Nevadans. Yeah. Nevada. So. Vegas, Nevada. I heard Nevada. I love it. I, love I heard it. out there you still have access to like Maryland crab cakes and Maryland crabs. Is that true? You know it. You know it. <laughs> Always. I had crabs last night on my kitchen counter. Oh, that doesn't sound right. But I, I cracked blue crab last night on my, my kitchen counter. Well, that has to yeah. do with uh, your yeah. husband's business, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, so after I moved... Oh, yes. Uh, crab Corner, Maryland Seafood House, Las Vegas. Yes. Your home, your home for uh, anything East Coast. Yeah, it's good. He's He just hit his seven-year anniversary, so he opened... Uh, right after I moved here, that's where we met, and that was kind of it. I know you, I know Al, you've at least met him. I don't think you have Chachi. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. But um, he's, he's a Maryland graduate. He's from Bowie, Maryland. So oh, got awesome. two Marylanders out here. Cool. So if you guys um, never had Maryland crabs or you love Maryland crabs and crab cakes and all the different um, great seafood, you can now get it in Vegas when you're out there. Come so see You've heard us talk and, about uh, stuff for years on this show. So if you um, can't make it to the East Coast, you can still delight in Las Vegas. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Kelly, we got to party a couple times at uh, a couple of Las Vegas's finest nightclubs. Uh, <laughs> one being, um, one being the um, oh gosh, the uh, the Cosmopolitan Pool. I believe it's called Marquee. Yeah, that yes. was a fun. That was a fun day drinking. We had yes. a we had a cabana. We like I went up in the DJ booth. I you know typ- typical Vegas you know Vegas stuff. That was yeah. fun. You, you were with like my entire team at the time, the Sin. Yes, and we yeah. thank we thank your entire team for for that for the hospitality that, uh, for that evening. That was that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing and a good time. And of course, we met at the the Win on yeah, another sure. Vegas trip. Um, and was it was that the same around the same time, or was it my next trip over to Vegas? Uh, they have nighttime yeah. swimming uh, at yeah. a with a DJ and and dan- it's um it's at the Win. So um at the nightclub at the Win. What's the name of that nightclub? I think that was Excess that we went to, Excess, Excess Night Swim. Yeah, yes. that was Excess fun. There were Night Swim. Yes. Yeah. Disgusting, right? Not any kind of COVID world healthiness, oh. but but still fun, you know. I think fun back then. Yeah, it'll be a long time uh, till a place like that reopens in Vegas. I, I'm guessing, yeah. right? I guess so. Or now that we're all a little bit older, we're like, eh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So is Vegas starting to come back a little bit now? Like. From this whole pandemic. Yeah, no offense to anyone who's come, but it's it's a very interesting demographic coming out here right now of uh of, really? of folks, you know. Yeah. Well, so I'll um, describe the demographic. Well, I'll just say since room rates are lower, you're getting people who are able to spend lower rates. So you know. Pretty rowdy. You know, it it has gotten a little rowdy in some places. You know, like the win I think is normally. Three four hundred dollars a night, and they're having brawls outside on the street. That's you know they don't even let kids in to stay at the wind down there. So it's uh oh, wow. it's been inter- yeah it's been interesting like no strollers, so wow. it's been interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean we appreciate the tourism. Come see us, but you know yes. um different different breed of people coming on vacation right now. Well, it's <laughs> a far cry from it wasn't that long ago where Vegas was trying to rebrand itself as more like yep. family friendly. friendly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, they they hit that up in like the early 2000s, and they went away from it. Now they're trying to come back to it. So, you know. well, good thing you have your um, football background, Kelly, to help. Um, <laughs> you know, if anybody tries to attack you or whatever. Yeah, man, I, I really miss those days. Are you still uh, following the league? Yeah. Does the league still? Somewhat, exist? you know. Yeah, they just rebranded it as well. It's funny you mentioned a rebrand. They they're now called the X League. Um, they wow. still have a couple. Yeah, teams in in the original cities. Uh, completely different names though. They're actually and they're actually going to uh, full coverage of the of the breasticle area. Oh come on! Now Breast- under <laughs> the pads. And, uh, this is bullshit. Like, no cle- Sorry, no Chachi. Uh, no cleavage for Chachi. We're, we're but, a, yeah, we're in a woke uh, era. I get it. What about the yeah. shorts? Have they changed? Those are those are gone. They're like pants now. So oh my god. Well, it's probably yeah. like the equivalent of like yeah. yoga pants. So it's not yes. like it's yes. it's not that terrible. But yeah. I, I guess that the the league had to evolve with today's woke society. I guess 
It did. Is that what yeah. It is? Okay. Yeah, it was always a marketing. You know, the bikinis was always a marketing ploy. I, yeah. I didn't really care what I played in. It was fun. It was fun to play. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 I actually, I'm actually really curious about this. Uh, so, how, uh, hmm. how serious did the games get? Like, oh, when God. you played. You never seen them before? I've never yeah. seen no. I've never oh, seen no. them before. It was, it was a real deal, General. Yes. It wasn't flag football yeah. or anything like that. It was real tackling. It was it was legit. It was legit. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. It these is girls tough. Yeah, these girls played really, really tough. Yeah, hard hitting. Uh, I mean it's even, <laughs> it's even tougher than the, the guys league because there's like barely any like no pads. Like it's just like <laughs> there's less out protection. There. Yeah. 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 It was um pretty hard hitting. So Kelly, what do you think yeah. of uh, NFL now with with no fans in the stands and uh, you know how do you feel that changes the uh, the game viewing experience? I know you're a big Cowboys fan uh, and also a Ravens fan as well. So yeah, it's weird. I mean, also because we just got this gorgeous 1.2 billion dollar stadium ready to open and right. oh yeah, nothing with the, with the nothing. Raiders. You know? Yeah, yeah it's gorgeous. It's beautiful and nothing. And then the Rams got this $5 billion stadium, which is how much the entire Dallas organization is valued at. So it's just like, you know, you spend all this money and time and, and all these jobs were created building these stadiums and no one even gets to enjoy it. So it's, it's really sad. I have a bunch of friends who are at, working at the stadium and, you know, they had all of this work behind the scenes for, for months now, um, coming up on a year already of, of just getting ready for, to open and then nothing. So kind of a really disappointing on top of the entire rest yeah. of the year, you know, but, um, you know, the guys don't play for the, you know, to, have, to, I mean, it's awesome to be able to play in front of a crowd, but they play the game because right. they love it. So, um, that's what we had, what, 2000 people in the stands and we were still, still going full tilt, you know, Right. Didn't matter who, who, how many people were there. You just, you play to love the game. So I'm, I mean, I'm hopeful that things start opening up. I know Big Ten just announced they're going to start playing soon in a couple weeks. So that's good, 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 you know. But it's, uh, it is hard for all of us who love sports so much not to be able to go to a game. It's, it just, it yeah. just sucks. Yeah. yeah. You have to pipe in the, the crowd cheers to kind of give you that realism and then you see well there's no audience you know um but uh go ravens you know two and oh so far so uh that's looking good (laughs) good maybe by super bowl we'll all be able to go to the game of course we won't be able to afford it but (laughs) we'll be able to i tell you they're 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 going well we'll see how monday night goes with this matchup the the afc championship matchup for sure but yeah. Oh, um, I have, I have a friend coming to say hi. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Friend's name. Hi. What's your fur baby's this is, name? This is Penny. Penny. Hey, Penny. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess so we'll um, talk about everything in the world of entertainment. Uh, Kelly, you're, you're great at uh, uh, throwing in your yeah. thoughts on everything going on. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, things are, you know, we're going through this pandemic and just really quick, uh, this is a staggering number. We have exceeded 200,000 um, fatalities due to COVID-19 in the U.S. Um, it seemed really unimaginable. I remember first hearing about it when they said that it could be over 200,000 and I just freaked out. And it's a reality now um, um, with the amount of um, of deceased due to this horrible pandemic which I, we do hope the uh vaccine uh is available soon and we can move move on to some kind of normalcy but um 
I wouldn't hold my breath about that, Al. But well, <laughs> we we want it to happen because, as you know, I'm a yeah. very I'm very big on the award shows. Um, yeah. So they had to make some changes with the award shows. Did a COVID ninety a COVID nineteen for the Emmys. So I figured um, we usually start with movie stuff, but I figured the Emmys was just a big thing over the weekend. We can talk about some of the highlights highlights of the uh, Emmy Awards this past Sunday. Uh, it was really cool because uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, did a monologue, which you know could have like raised some eyebrows because you know there there were people in the audience initially, but then come to find out, it was just old footage of previous Emmy Awards. Uh, so when I started seeing everyone in the crowd, I was going, "Wait a minute, wait, wait, what's going on here?" <laughs> and then the camera cut away to an empty, an empty uh, venue uh, with cardboard cutouts and Jason Bateman sitting there, <laughs> um, <laughs> the star of Ozark sitting there, and uh, that was that was pretty cool. Um, but they had to do what they had to do. Um, I thought Jimmy's, you know, he's a great host. I mean, he's always been great with his monologues. So um, he actually addressed the the, the ratings because they weren't as good as the typical um, Emmy Awards. Um, apparently, um, it was the lowest uh, rated Emmys um, in quite some time. Um, so uh, I don't know if it had to do with the modified version because it wasn't a traditional, you know, people in the audience kind of thing. But that's that's what happens, I guess. But um, nonetheless, you know, we had some crazy things come out of the Emmys. Um, man, one of my favorite comedies is Shit's Creek. I'm kind of late to the game. I'm on season three. Oh wow! But, yeah, I'm a little late yeah. to the game, but I love the show. I'm trying to get through it, but Schitt's Creek cleaned the Emmys. Can you believe they won every major actor category uh, in the comedy um, the comedy um, category uh, for Best Actor in Eugene Levy, mm-hmm. Best Actress in Catherine O'Hara, Best Supporting Actor in Daniel Levy, and Best Supporting Actress in one of my favorites, Annie Murphy. Um, the show also won Best comedy series and also won um, a writing award also for Daniel. Um, any Shits Creek fans? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I love do that think, show. Do you think it was deserving of sweeping the entire comedy? Uh, I mean, like, I love the show, but I was actually kind of surprised. I was kind of shocked, you know. Well, I think one of the reasons why it really has been so popular is because. It was insanely funny, but it also, like, it was also, like, really good-natured in, like, how it treated the family and everything. Like, you could have gone in directions where they made, you know, because, like, when it started out, like, the, um, it was totally, you know, all they did was make fun of, like, the podunk rednecks in Schitt's Creek, the town. Right. And and they uh you know it used to be you either made fun of the podunk rednecks or you made fun of the completely clueless and out of touch formerly rich people but they kind of <laughs> like really humanized like everybody in there and i think that yeah. really resonated with a lot of people yeah yeah and i thought the writing was excellent so kudos to making it a family show um i mean literally because eugene and dan are you know father and son and um, Dan's sister, uh, Eugene's daughter, plays Twyla. Twyla. Yeah, I don't, I got, I don't yeah. know if you guys knew that. Like, I thought it would make more sense to have, um, I think her name's Sarah. Sarah Levy play um, 
the daughter, so you know it's a Play it legit like family. A true family affair. But Annie Murphy's just incredible. I mean, I can't imagine anyone. You know, she's just perfect for that role. Um, she's she's funny, and uh, I you know she's a sweetheart. I got to meet her, hang out with her um, earlier this year at the uh, Netflix party, which is pretty rad. Um, it's always funny how like, the Emmys and and different um, you know. Well, yeah, the Emmys mostly do this. They'll they'll wait for the, the final season and they'll give them all the awards in the final season. That might be that, part to do with it. That might yeah, be. Yeah, because I mean, was was this season, the last season, the best season out of the whole series, or was this yes. probably not? No, not for actually, me. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. So they do that. So. They kind of wait. They kind of. It's, it's more like giving the Emmy to the whole entire series than just the season. So it's it's kind of like a lifetime achievement. Yeah. Award, almost. They're not going to be. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to be in contention next year. So, yeah. yeah, same way with like um, I think Better Call Saul when they had the final season, they're going to give them probably a ton of Emmys, which they kind of been lacking like in the past. If they can beat Succession, so Succession was the big winner in the drama category, guys. Um, have yet to see it. It's on HBO. If you haven't seen it yet, um, yeah, Succession, best drama series. Um, also, um, best actor in a drama series as well. Um, with Jeremy Strong, so that would you know that was a big winner. HBO in general, the big uh, a big winner. Um, Netflix had a lot more nominations, but not as many winners. One of the few um, winners, and this is a clear winner in my eyes, was Julia Garner um, for her role on Ozark. Um, she's wow. fantastic. Yeah, well deserved. Ozark. Well, well deserved. She had some steep competition against like Laura Dern and Mer- Meryl Streep and Big Little Lies. Wow, you know, um, yeah. I mean, we're talking about legends. Uh, Helena yeah, Bonham in the Crown, Meryl you Street. know. <laughs> right? Imagine, like, yeah, yeah, she's like what, not even thirty yet, and she's nice. uh, <laughs> she beats Laura Dern and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep more so. Meryl Streep's like a legend, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, Julia know. Gardner is a legit, real deal, great actress. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, she can. She's got such amazing range that. Yes. I mean, like, yeah. I was like pretty shocked the first time I saw her in a role where she didn't have a southern accent because I thought mm-hmm. that's what she was. Same with yeah. 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 I saw like, her interview. She was playing before. herself. Yeah. 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 Kelly, are you are you an Ozark fan? Oh yeah. Oh, this the last episode of the. the oh. Yeah. We rewound it and watched it two more times because we were like. You know, jaw yeah. on the floor. It was right. crazy, but Jenna, I will say, up, right? <laughs> oh yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did find head exploding. Yes, okay. yeah. Well, I don't. I didn't. I didn't want to give any spoilers away for people who haven't watched it. But oh my gosh, that was crazy. But yeah, she's um, she's really coming into her own. I think as an actress, and and um, I did find it interesting though. Speaking of HBO, that Reese Witherspoon was completely snubbed from three shows she's on. She's yeah. on three. Actually, at one point, one point, John said to me, "Can we watch a show without Reese in it?" Because we watch, <laughs> we watch Big Little Fires Everywhere, Big Little, Little Lies, Fires and the Everywhere, right? And the morning show, uh, kind of like when show. COVID start, when COVID started. So we watched three Reese shows back to back, and then I, I found it very interesting. She didn't get a single nod. So um, that's a very good point, Kelly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of the morning show, Billy Crudup, um, won for best um supporting actor in a drama series. So. That was um, I saw the morning show, so I, I I was a fan of it. Um, and I thought Billy did a great job. Um, uh, Lee, so this is well, this was the big shocker. Um, I watched Euphoria on HBO. Um, I thought Zendaya was phenomenal. 
I, you know, I was like, she's she was great, but you know, she's young. She has plenty of time. I think at the time when we're talking about the Emmys, let's give it to Jennifer Aniston for the morning show or, you know, one of the established actresses, Zendaya won mm-hmm. the youngest person to ever win lead actress in a drama series. Um, that is unbelievable. And only the second woman of color um, to win um, lead actress in a drama series. So, really? yeah. Who was, the, who was the first? Huh. I feel bad that I don't know. Who was the first? You know what? I wish I had that in my notes, but oh, I do sorry. know. I do. No, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> I do know one that was kind of. Was, uh, it, sup- was it Tootie? No. So. No. Okay, so I, I do have I do have the two people that were younger than Zendaya who won, but it wasn't for the same category. It was um, Roxanne Zal who won in 1984 for her supporting role in the TV movie Something About Amelia. She was 14 years old. And Christy McNichol won an Emmy for supporting actress in a drama series for Family at 15 years old. Um, so Zendaya, yeah, those those are the only two in the history of the Emmys that were younger. Um, that's I love question. her. Yeah, I think she, I think she is stunning. Like I, anytime she's on TV or like her, I mean, whoever her stylist is too, I'm yeah. I'm obsessed. She is a knockout. Have you seen knockout. Euphoria? I have not. I have not, but um, it's dark. It's really dark. Um, it's coming of age with some crazy drama and twist. Um, it's powerful. It's really powerful. And you know, by the um, way, the uh, the other woman of color to win the lead actress. Thank you for was, checking. We're looking it up. Thank you. Was uh, Viola Davis for How ah. to Get Away with Murder? Thank you, thank you, Jenna, for checking that out. I was hoping that. <laughs> I believe that too. That's that's like. I never that seems saw like that something. Show, but. I didn't either, but she's uh, another legend who who hasn't. I think I saw something recently with her where she was saying how you know, um, just with the current times and everything, <clears throat> she is she's a prominent, well known you know lead actress that everybody knows, but she hasn't. She'll never, maybe moving forward she will, but she has never received the praise in her opinion that she would if she were white. So you know, it's just it's interesting. Um, that you know all this is coming out this this year it's about time and and uh you know it's addressing it so i hope that um you know we get to see her and zendaya and and everyone else in in some more projects i'm very interested to see this table read that gabrielle union's doing for for friends yes Um, yeah i'd say it's one of my favorite shows so i'll i will you know be uh be interesting to see how that that goes but especially since she was on the show to begin with. She was one yeah. of um, the, the few um, lead actresses in Friends, right? Yeah, she she had a guest role. Um, no, she, that, yeah, that she had a guest role, right? Yeah, she had a guest role uh, where she dated, like, kind of Joey and Ross at the same time. Yes, uh, yes, I recall. And then, um, but she was just moving in. She was not, who was it at the end of the series that was the other anthropologist? Um, uh, that wasn't Gabrielle Union. That I was, think it was um, Aisha Tyler. Yes, thank you. Yes. yes. So I love I love her on Archer. She's the yeah. best. But, oh, yes, yeah, um, on Archer. Very yeah, cool. she's an Archer. General, you watch Archer, don't you? I do. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. Coming, a new season's coming out. Yeah, it started yeah. like two weeks ago. Okay, I'm just behind then. Yeah, so yeah. am I, but I just saw oh, the ads for it. Too many shows. <laughs> too many shows, but speaking of, 
animated shows. I'm so happy that Rick and Morty won Outstanding Animated Program uh, at the oh, Emmys. Oh, that's well, well yes. deserved. So these are the creative Emmys. These are other Emmy Awards that are not televised. Um, there's a few of them. Um, guest actor in a comedy series was Eddie Murphy for his hosting for Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah. That was a... Yeah, that was a, <laughs> Wasn't that great? Modern classic that episode. Like old school Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Maya Rudolph as Senator Kamala Harris on SNL. Oh, the best. Uh, for <clears throat> one for best uh, guest actress in a comedy series. Um, Cherry Jones won for outstanding guest actress in a drama series. And it's interesting. Um, interesting about this one, they they pulled. Uh, Something similar from the Miss Universe pageant where uh, um, Steve Harvey uh, read the wrong winner. Yeah. They actually read the wrong, wrong winner for the Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series. They first said it was Jason Bateman, but the winner was Ron Cephas Jones from This Is Us. So kind of funny that they had that flub in there, but, you know, it How happened. does that happen? How? Like, how does that, Al, you've been to a lot of award shows. How does that happen? <laughs> like, I need to know because it's not like. <laughs> It's, it's not like Steve Harvey, who who is I, I guess are they reading yeah. off the prompt? I thought they're reading the card I and they do, you know. So I, I do have that somewhere in the notes, but yes, well, I, think, I, I think Steve Harvey's edited. card had had. The, oh, no, you got Steve Harvey going, going to the um. Well, no, his I, his I understand because he had the runner up and then he had the so the he might card. have yeah. they might have flipped it or he might have read the wrong one. So that I understand, but this the Emmys I do not understand uh-huh. because. Especially since this wasn't a part of the live telecast. This was something that was like read on I think on an online on the Emmys website. So it wasn't something that um you know what I mean? Um so okay, here we go. So uh so basically what happened was a spokesperson for the Emmys clarified in a statement to reporters that the error was due to an editing issue and that Cephas Jones is indisputably the winner. So basically what happened was the voiceover announced Jason Bateman was the winner for his guest role in The Outsider. But the presentation, which is actually on the FXX network, they posted Ron Cephas Jones' title card, even though the voiceover uh, said the winner was Jason Bateman. So they claimed it was an editing issue. So I don't know if it's still forgiving, but (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, The one thing that's great about going back to Schitt's Creek really quick is that, I mean, Gene Levy and uh, Catherine Hare have been like, they're legends. They've been in the industry for such a long time. And this is actually their first ever acting Emmys for both of them. They've never won. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they're, they've, yeah, they've teamed up on a lot of projects. They've they're both writers as well over the years. Um uh Catherine actually won um for a uh, writing uh in nineteen eighty two as part of the SCTV team. Um so um I guess they collaborated a lot in the past. So um Yeah, I I think they they had a hard time. I know they, they convinced her to just do the pilot and it was like, Hey, just come do the pilot for us as our friend, you know. Kind of yeah. like her and Eugene going all the way back. And then when they actually booked it, you know, they had to call her back and convince her to do the show. Um, I was just re- I was just reading this with with Dan the other day, um, you know, saying TV. And I guess I never really thought about it, but TV is such a 
longer commitment than than you know a movie. A movie's a couple months of out. You're the one who should be talking about this. I don't know. A movie's a couple months. <laughs> Although we worked we for shoot. Captain America together, remember? We did. Yeah. My, <laughs> my my escalator scene got cut, but it's fine. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. I still I got I still got my check, so that was fine. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you work on you know a movie for a couple months, and then maybe right. you're cool enough to be like an Avenger and you sign on for a decade long worth of right. movies, but you get to right. do other stuff when you're, when you're locked into a, you know, four year TV role, five, six, seven year TV role. That's, that's a big commitment. So I understand the, the hesitation. Um, uh, I did get fangirl. Dan Levy liked my tweet once a couple years ago about really? history. Yeah. I tweeted, <laughs> really? I think it was still pretty early. You know, they hadn't like quite blown up yet. Cause I watched it live on pop. Nice. Um, so yeah, I tweeted at them once, and and he liked my tweet. So that's my. Oh, how cool is that? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, they're all they're all really really nice people. The entire cast. I know. How there was a there was a uh, a meet and greet up in New York. I think two years ago that they were running a contest for. I really wanted to do oh. it at like a theater. But how? Tell me how. How cool Annie is in person. Annie just, just seems like just awesome. She's, I mean, we chatted. I, I, I did t- get to talk. So sometimes my encounters are very brief. This is yeah. true. But sometimes they're a little longer. They're, they're, they go like for a few minutes. I was talking, for instance, with David Benioff from Game of Thrones, just talking to him about Game of Thrones for at least ten minutes. With Annie, I, I just said that you know, uh, you know, because I think it was we already knew that was going to be the last season. It's like. Your show's getting all this attention now. Are you sure you really want it to end now? I mean, you're kind of going mm-hmm. out and yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, a good point. But, you know, it, it, she said something alluding to um, going out on a high note or something like that. Um, and this well, is just was, in January. No, they're going out on a high note. Oh, you said for what? Did you say for Game of Thrones? No, no, no. Um, Annie no. Murphy. Uh, well, oh, okay. I kind of preface it to David Benioff. Oh, okay. First. I see what you're saying. I see Sometimes saying. I talk long. Yeah, yeah. Like, with David, I was, I mean, it was definitely over 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, with, with Annie, it was definitely a, f- a few minutes for okay. sure. And it was just enough enough chance to say hi to her and, and then just say, hey, you know, I'm in the non-committee. I love your show. I'm just, you know, surprised that, you know, again, that it's ending and it's, and, you know, it's getting all this recognition now, you know. So she's like, oh, yeah, thank you. That means a lot, blah, 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 you know. But it's sweet, you know. Um, cool girl. Yeah, it's a really cool girl. Pretty. It's gorgeous. <laughs> definitely, definitely, very, definitely very gorgeous. <laughs> she's just, yeah, she's awesome. Um, so let's see. So Watchmen was a, a big winner as well. Um, Jenner, I'm pretty sure you've watched Watchmen. Yeah, I HBO, haven't I yet. Got, it's on the list, right? I just got HBO Max this Woo! week. All right, Yay. you gotta watch Euphoria and Watchmen. Those are your shows. And Doom Patrol. Well, that's HBO Max, but yes. Yeah, that's HBO Max. That's for right. It, uh, Good, good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got it back. Um, but the Watchmen took um, 11 Emmys total. Wow. Um, and of course, um, Regina King won for that Best Actress a in a limited series. Huge, so. That was a huge, huge risk to put that together because even though I, I haven't watched it, like, you know, I saw the, the first episode. The first episode is nothing like the graphic novel at all. And uh, it, I would have thought there would have been a huge amount of backlash for that, but it didn't. It didn't happen, so I'm glad it's it worked the, out. It's the first, I believe, the first um, DC comics-based series or comic-based series in general to uh, receive an Emmy, I believe. 
I, I believe that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, which is great. Um, well, I'm sure, I'm sure like other series have, have gotten Emmys for like, you know, technical stuff or like, yeah. But I think this is more for, for overall, just, um, for Regina King, for Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who's also uh, Black Manta and Aquaman. Um, isn't that a conflict of interest? Isn't he? He's two characters in the DC universe? Well, Watchmen doesn't take place in the DC extended universe, the cinematic universe. That yeah. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm all about, you know, things making sense. So. Hey, when they well, do that. If I was well, it's the same way. Like, like who's the Joker, for example? Is it um, is Joaquin, it Joaquin Phoenix? Jared? Is it yeah, that it? I know. How but, about Ryan Ryan Reynolds? He's the Green Lantern and Deadpool, and yeah, you know, yeah. for that uh, that's Marvel. That's He's, two two different universes, so, so they exactly. can get away with that. But. So, okay, so you're you're okay with the crossover because, like, you know, Josh Brolin is in uh, Deadpool. Well, that's and actually, then he's also in Avengers. Well, that's like, a good. That's a good example because that's within the same. Care. I'm universe. like Marvel, but then the same. I'm like, are yeah. there not enough people to cast in these movies? Like, I know that there are. So yeah. I just, I think it's funny when they, like Shailene Woodley and um, Ansel, you know, it, you know, they're they're in that's like fine. four movies together or something. Yes, they're in like you know, they the divergent. Yeah, the Divergent, and then they also did um, the Fault in Our Stars one, and yeah, so I guess so. So anyway, not to divert off topic, but I do think it's funny um, when they when they put either crossover universe or when they put you know someone from the same universe in two different movies, Um, because like I know or. Like I know that they have a deeper acting pool that's out there, so I just I've always find that yeah. interesting. Well, see, this also eliminates a crossover if Watchmen want to appear in the DC movies. They couldn't do it because they're not going to do that. I get they, like, it. It's too different in tone. I they know. Wouldn't do that. I know. And well, you know, for 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 people of color, this was a big Emmys for them because last year was only eleven percent of acting winners were black. Um, this year it's uh, six, six, seven um, of uh, people of color that won Emmy Awards this year. Um, and I know, Kelly, this is a very big highlight for you, the Friends reunion on the Emmys. How did you like seeing Jennifer Aniston along with Courtney Cox and uh, Lisa Kudrow appearing together? Ooh. Yeah, I, I just love, I love seeing them together. I love seeing them, you know, age so gracefully to, together. They're all so beautiful. Yeah. And um, she just, I mean, she's just so timeless, Jennifer Aniston. So it's awesome. You know, I love seeing them on Instagram together. It's great. I love that they're actually best friends in real life. Yeah, I like that they're joking how they, they, all, they all live together, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, and then Jason Bateman pops up again, you know, for some comic yeah. relief. Which is hysteric. Which is hysterical. So, uh, pivoting to more TV news. Um, so, that was the Emmys. I thought it was a good show, but uh, let's get to the real award shows. Hopefully, after this pandemic's over. Um, so, um, the thing about Shit's Creek, though, really quick, that's cool, is that the six it has six seasons. So, I think that's the minimum for syndication. So now um, it can be syndicated on Comedy Central. So more people will be able to watch uh, Schitt's Creek if they don't have Netflix. But 
seems like everybody has Netflix now, so they'll be able to see it. Um, Netflix canceled a couple things. Uh, one was Dark Crystal, the Jim Henson um, prequel to the the movie, um, which had a series, kind of a more of an animated um, animated take on it as opposed to puppets from the original movie. Um, I never got a chance to check it out, but uh, I guess no one else watched it either because <laughs> decided to cancel it. Yeah, I never saw it. <laughs> um, good news for Stranger Things. Production will restart in September. Good. Thank God. Yeah, resume production on September 28th. Because um, they're going to be like yeah. 25 by the time it comes back. <laughs> I know. The kids. The kids, they, they grow. I think there are a lot of them are 18 already, so they're, they're definitely growing quickly. Well, I'm happy, to, I'm happy they reported that it won't be at the final season. So there'll at least be five seasons. I think five is what they're going for. Yeah, I think that's I think so. Yeah. Um, you might have seen um, a trailer for Towson University's own Mike Flanagan's Haunting of Bly Manor that we talked about in the show. There's a, a trailer out now, so you can go, learn a little bit of the plot of the uh, of the uh, series, which looks really good, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet. I hope it fails. And I think we mentioned... <laughs> Oh, because he went to Towson? Yeah, well, we say I want everybody from my school like to do worse than me. Ah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the second year, so I think he's on a roll. Cause yeah, he's, he's, he's a little bit ahead so far. I, there's still time for me to catch up. Yeah, well, you know, you're uh, yeah. on an amazing podcast. So right, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, Chachi, my, my niece is a recent TU grad and out here getting her master's at UNLV right now, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Her, tell her, don't succeed. Tell her, like... <laughs> To stay behind me a little bit. So you gotta, you have to tell that to Amy Schumer, Stacy Keebler, yep. Yep. Mike Flanagan, and who and there's probably a few more that is escaping me, but all right, all right. well I'm the least successful person out of Towson apparently. <laughs> no. yeah. And my sister in law. I forgot my sister in law too. So been yeah. Stuck on this of, show. Of, been stuck on this show for nineteen years. <laughs> uh they just dropped the trailer for the trial of Chicago seven. This is um a film that our friend Mr. Carrie Anderson um, was um, co-EP, executive producer for. Um, I just talked to Mr. Carrie about it. He said that it's an interesting inside with this film is that without if the pandemic didn't happen, this film would have been uh, would have went to theaters. So this is just an example wow. of Netflix capitalizing on the pandemic and bringing the movies straight to streaming. I mean, it. I mean, look at the cast. I mean. These the cast is huge. Michael Keaton, you know, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Eddie Redmayne, Mark Rylance, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, John Carroll Lynch. Uh, I mean, there's so many big names in this um, film. But check out the trailer. I thought it was really good. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely something to look forward to. Over on Disney Plus, General, I know you'd be excited. Uh, the WandaVision trailer just dropped. Yes. yes what did you was- think? It looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's been such a long drought for any sort of, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, Exactly. That, yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited. And the fact... Plus, they they teased teased something which probably won't happen, but uh, still, like, set, you know, the nerd internet ablaze... Because okay. there's a reference in there, like it was this bottle of wine. The name on the wine was like Chateau de something that starts with an M. Chateau de Montmartre. 
Well, it wasn't Chateau de Marmont, though. But <laughs> Dem- that's Dem- basic- um, maybe I don't, okay. uh, <laughs> but, we'll but basically, basically, you know, that could be translated as house of M and house of M was ah, this really, really yes. famous Marvel okay. story with, uh, the Scarlet witch that, yes. uh, had a huge impact on, on mutants. So right. there was this hint that it's going to be the first thing that's going to bring mutants into the Marvel universe. Wow. Right. So, oh, that's so, right. So nerdy. So wait, yes, I know. Scarlet Witch <laughs> in the comic books a mutant, and they, they when they brought her on, she's just a magician, or Scarlet... she was a mutant. She was a mutant in the comics, and then they retconned that after the uh, right, you know, the the um, Fox Fox and uh, Fox and Disney had uh, right had the separate characters. So do you think they'll finally decide that she is indeed a mutant? Yeah, that's uh, that's what I think they'll go with again. Nice, very cool. Look at that insight there. Yeah. This is yeah. why we have you on Below the Belt. I love the trailer. That's the only reason why. <laughs> <laughs> General, did you see? Did you see the new movie that came out? The New Mutants. Did you? Did you? I haven't seen it yet. I yeah, haven't I, been, been to I a have. theater in a long time. He has. Yeah, I went and saw it in theaters. It was the first movie I'd seen this entire year, which is crazy. But yeah, I love it. Did you see it, Al? I liked it. I actually went up to um, Hanover, PA, because Maryland theaters were still closed at the time. And I was just, I really wanted to see it. And I really, I thought it was good. I mean, you know, I know critics didn't like it. I tend to be easy to please with superhero yes. movies because, like Jenner, I've read comic books. Um, just to see the characters, you know, come to life is really cool. And you know what? They all did great with the acting and, and bringing these characters to life. I would love for them to be in the MCU now, if, if they if they could, you know, if they wanted to kind of bring this film in general. What do you think? I mean, do you think they they did good enough to kind of you know bring the new mutants cast over to the MCU? It's a no. very intimate cast, right? There's like five yeah. people in the movie, so mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> give spoilers away, but um, it was, you know, very there. I think he. The gen- and I, his name is getting me. The gentleman who shot these and maybe wrote and directed them too, or whatever it was, he is sh- setting it up as a trilogy. So I'm hoping that he gets some more, some more deeper development into the MC universe and then upcoming up yeah. movies because there was not a dive into the universe really in these movies. Right. There was like well, very few yeah. mention. Yeah. Right. Except for yeah. like, oh, we should be X Men. Oh, you know. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, but, in passing. But one line. But yes, but they didn't refer to the old X-Men from the old movies. Right. They can refer to the new X-Men that in the MCU. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah, a great I, I saw, point, I Kelly. saw last weekend. You saw it last weekend? Nice. I was, I was, I was kind of bored. Like, I don't know. It, it, felt, like, it felt like pretty um, low budget, you know, just, you know, being in the one location, the whole movie, you know. Um, and did make it feel, like, claustrophobic, because a lot of times a lot of movies can really use one location to yeah it felt like kind of like when i saw the movie glass you know it just felt like kind of low budget Mm -hmm. like that just being in one location you know like for a superhero movie like see them move around a lot and like the villain wait glass or split split because uh split was more one one location i think right i I didn't mind because that was a different kind of movie that wasn't really like i mean glass is more kind of like a superhero movie but, I see um, what you're saying, yeah. But, but this villain for this movie didn't do it for me. I thought the villain was kind of boring. Like, it wasn't a good, if you can call it a villain. Yeah. What I didn't yeah. like was that it was... Murphy the Bear. 
it was like a horror. It, to me, it felt like a horror film, and like it I is. don't, it I don't care. Well, it's, uh, that, I read that after. Is, yeah. That movie is based on like a really, really classic New Mutants comic book story about yeah. the demon bear, and uh, I read after, and I read that that's you the read style. that Kelly? How cool! I read you that. Read it? I, I went. I went and looked. No, no, I didn't read the book. I read that. <laughs> I read that that was the yeah. Look, you. The style that it was supposed to be shot in was supposed to be yeah. shot literally like horse yeah. horror film style. So then I understood yeah. it a little bit more. Look how, I was, look how exciting you made these nerds when, when they thought you read a comic book. They got a big smile on their face. Like, yeah, that's so funny. We're, yeah. in the, we're in the same club. I know, I know, I get it, I get it. So another big series coming to Marvel is uh, the She-Hulk series. Big news on... Uh, She-Hulk, they found their star who will play She-Hulk. It's Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black. I'm going to look I, her I, up. I actually saw her on Broadway. Uh, in She's Netflix. funny as hell. She's yeah. really, really funny. And she was great on Broadway. Yeah. I never watched Orphan Black, but I knew she was a great actress. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she'll be the new. And She's Rick and beautiful. Morty Wright. Yeah, Rick and Morty yeah, Wright will be, will be the main showrunner. Um, her name is Jessica Gow. So. You might get some Rick and Morty style humor on She-Hulk. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna go in a more like comedic route for She-Hulk. I like that. Good. That is really like that. good. Have you read all uh, the She-Hulk um, comics, General? Uh, I've read a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how. Well, that was like in the early '90s um, when most of Marvel comics was really, really serious. She-Hulk was was almost like a comedy series, okay. and so. So that's where they're like currently right now in the comics, like She-Hulk is a much more serious character, right. but it looks like they're going in the comedic route for the. Um... I think comedy is a good is a good idea. They could go in that round. Does She-Hulk ever get with the regular Hulk, or are they kind of separate? No, they're, they're cousins. cousins, dude. They're cousins. Yeah, that's I how she got that. her. Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, like, oh my got, god. Well, that's how she got her power. She got a blood transfusion <laughs> from the Hulk. Man, y'all told because me. They're, they're related, right? Oh wow! Yeah, so that's how she got her powers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not- actually, actually, fun little nerd <laughs> trivia for you here. Um, I was like, no, no, it's not Marvel. Hey, you idiot! That's his. That's his cousin. What the, what the hell was? How was wrong? Currently, with currently, right now, She-Hulk in the comics is dating Thor. So. Oh, so, oh I don't uh, love that. I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> love that. No. No. Why not? I don't know. I just like the idea of Thor being single. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. I get it. Uh, another big Marvel series is the. Um, uh, there's one that's actually going to be shifting. That's the. Um, oh gosh, I lost my. Sp- oh yeah, Falcon and Winter Winter Soldier. That actually just resumed production. That was supposed to come out this year, but because of the pandemic, they had to um, continue production. Um, so we got to wait a little bit of a while for that, but also that won't um, be until like next spring, right? Yeah, of twenty twenty one. Yep. Yeah. So general Black Widow, they moved that out. So mm-hmm. that's the, yeah, the, that was in the movie uh, stuff, but yeah, we'll bring it up. Um, Black Widow will not be released oh. until twenty twenty one. That means there are zero Marvel movies in twenty. Well, New Mutants, but zero MCU Marvel movies yeah. in twenty. We're not getting wow. this year sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, I guess they really, they really feel that November is still 
still too soon for the majority oh. of movie theaters to open. So I was going to see that for my birthday. Now I can't. Oh, yeah. I know. I was going to movie for my, ber- my birthday too, Chachi. Oh. oh, you have a similar birthday in November, right? If I remember, Kel. Yeah, I think I'm the 25th. Nice. Well, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman comes yeah. out in December, so that at least fingers crossed that yes. yeah. keeps its release date. Um, also, actually, also Disney Plus, we didn't really talk about the Mandalorian except the fact that Sasha Banks from WWE uh, is playing a Jedi, which I think is crazy and wild but the uh, general you saw the trailer for uh, mandalorian season two did you uh any thoughts i actually haven't seen the trailer yet are you kidding really? me? wow How no. the trailer? Oh my God. I, he's too anyway, busy reading old old she-hawk um comics okay. yes that's it. if you haven't seen it they they first of all there there was boba fett in the trailer um which you know is pretty exciting we see a speeder bike racing through the desert landscape and the jetpack hanging off the back looks an awful lot, lot like Boba Fett's signature jetpack, which we already know is going to be played by Tamara Morrison. And then we mentioned last week that Sasha Banks has a role, um, which is still unknown, but they talked about the sorcerers called the Jedi, uh, where baby Yoda has to go to. That's where the Mandalorian has to take baby Yoda to. Um, I also loved uh, towards the end of the trailer. Did you recognize the two creatures in the ring, uh, Chachi? They were uh, Gamorian guards. They were the ones from Jabba's palace. So. Oh, the the pig guards. Yeah, the pig guards. Yeah, so it was kind of cool to see that. So expect them to be back in Tatooine, and also really cool if you were a fan of the creature that said it's a trap. Uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> He is from a planet called Mon Calamari, which is kind of funny because there's two creatures from Mon Calamari. One's a squid, so it's kind of like funny. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a pun. Yeah. On I never knew that. Versus, but uh, you're going to see Mo- the Mon Calamari planet mm-hmm. on the season two of Mandalorian, which is pretty exciting. That is. Yeah, this, this series is doing it right. You know, like all the things that were wrong with the new um, trilogy. I mean, this one's just going back to basic um, Star Wars. And yeah. if it keeps up with the first season, which it looks like from the trailer it's going to, it's going to be a, yeah, an amazing show. you got to check out that trailer, dude. That's must-view. Yeah. Have any? Must have you guys been to uh, Hollywood Studios and, and Disney World? Been, been to the yes. park there, Star Wars Park? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I just went again um, oh, last week. Yeah. I went to Disney, you know, masks and all. But, um, yeah. How was that I, experience I, with the masks, by the way? It's okay. I mean, it's hot and humid, so it's a little hard to. You're uncomfortable. It's annoying. You're uncomfortable. Yeah. Sweat stripping down your, you know, the back of your thigh, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very socially distanced. You know, every every wait in line for a ride is six six feet apart. There's no fast passes. Um, it's every other car or no every, passes. you know, wow. yeah, no fast passes. But um, I it's my third time I think to the Star Wars area. And since it opened and I finally got to do Rise of the Resistance with, with my husband, John, and. That's I'm the one I haven't been speechless. on yet because yeah. that was one, that was an amazing experience for me to yeah. experience uh, Galaxy's Edge. I was actually in Disneyland okay. um, and Rise of Resistance did not open yet, but I loved that Millennium Falcon ride. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back, um, but See, Disneyland um, me, like, yeah, is not it, open yet. Sadly, it, only Disney World. 
Yeah, Clark. I was there. I was there last year. And I went on the um, the Millennium Falcon ride, and I was disappointed with that ride. I mean, it was it was awesome looking. It was cool being a life size um, Millennium Falcon, but I thought the ride itself was like below Disney standards. And I think they're probably going to add stuff to it, like you know, in the future, because I mean, it was kind of like it's kind of like it's pushing mm. buttons, and like you know, the screen was so small. And I, for me, I thought it was a step down from um, from Star Tours. You know, wow. Yeah, are you so there's there's three rides there. So you are you talking about um so there's uh there's the one where you yeah, or you're like flying the spaceship with a couple other people. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, that one. That one's okay. You're not doing much there. Um the rise but of then, I thought it was a step down from Star Tours. Like I wow. agree, I agree. Yeah. The rise of resistance though, Chachi, if you go amazing. back, it is I'm like literally I can't even describe it. It's like a 15 minute long experience. It's not even okay. I can't even call it a ride. It's like an experience because wow. if you're and you're fully immersed and I mean I was literally just like picture 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 the whole time because <laughs> I just was awesome. like and behind the mask but my my jaw was dropped open. In general, if you get a chance to go down there, I mean you will you know geek out for sure. And yeah, I love the general. Park. love the park. Now, they don't have any characters right now, which kind of sucks, because usually the way they yeah. built the Star Wars world is that, you know, the the um, cast and, and everything, they're they're like, they live oh, yeah. there. So you see, you know, uh, Ray, yeah, walking Ray. around, Chewie, yeah, they're walking around. So there was none of that this time right now, but oh, it was still... Really they, yeah. were supposed to be, they were supposed to be, like, when they, because uh, the, the actual, like, complete Star Wars hotel hasn't been built yet, right? I don't oh, I didn't even know that was coming. No. Yeah, that's supposed to be that's supposed to be in the in in Hollywood Studios and Disney. And uh, from what I remember, like reading about that, it is going to be like you you have an option to set up where you can like uh, they'll give you like a character, and you have to like there's like a whole narrative you have to follow, like uh, oh. which uh, which I thought sounded really really fun. Yeah, it's and, awesome. Yeah. yeah. What's so cool about this whole um, this whole Star Wars land is like there's nothing in the land that says Star Wars on it because you know if, if it was a real place yeah. they wouldn't know what the hell Star Wars was you know what I mean because for them it's just like a war going on and General yeah. dropped off General got bored but yeah, yeah it's amazing did you go into Cantina uh, two times ago not this yes. last time but uh, I love it so we went in there and we were like oh we have drinks like this in Vegas and they were like what's a Vegas. And then, you know, because they're oh, like, they're, they're so in character, character right? Yes. Yeah. And then so John was like, oh, it's a gambling port. And they were like, oh, how cool, you know? Yeah, so, awesome. yeah, it was, um, I, we had like every drink on the menu. It was, they were, they the were really good. Ton? Yeah, we had. That's amazing. Yeah. We had the, and then we got our blue, blue and green milk. Gotta get the blue yeah. green milk. Yeah. Yeah. Try, yep. You got to try both to see which one you like better. I tried both, yeah. Yeah. I didn't do that the was the, was, Does it actually taste like milk? No, it's yeah. it's dairy no. free. It's dairy okay. free. Yeah, got, I think it has coconut milk in it. Yeah, it's like a yeah. a version of a pina colada. Kind exactly. of. Is it alcoholic or is it not? It can be. You can get it virgin or or yeah, yeah. Like, booze it up. That's what I love. I love about Disney now. You can walk around with booze and no one. Well, I might have you know. to plan a trip since <laughs> Disneyland is not open. I might have to plan a trip to Disney World in Florida Even to check out the Rise of Resistance now. So. Like the, yeah, the codes, like, look at um, that. have a different like oh um, cool you went to grab your prize right yeah. on there like the um that's a diet yeah. coke so yeah. they look like they look like bb8s they look like droids right. it's so cute 
Well, I think, I think they're like little bombs, like little detonators. Yeah, general. Oh, I, I thought they were little droids. Yeah, yeah that's funny. They had a problem like with people when they first tried to bring these on the plane. Like, oh, the, people um, thought they were bombs or something. The security right? um, didn't want them bringing these on because they didn't know what they were. Oh, wow. So it took a while before people were actually allowed to bring these home with them because they're making them people throw these out at the airport. Oh, so those are bottles? Is that what they're those are? Bottles? Yeah, they're like, it's just like little like um, bomb looking like detonators. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a Christmas ornament at first. No, no. Oh, yeah, interesting. And one last thing on Star Wars, uh, they're developing the Rogue One spin-off series centered around Cash and Endor. Um, Toby Haynes has been tapped to direct the first three episodes. That's uh, the newest update on that. So yeah, we're getting like that's gonna be a Disney Plus. This is gonna be a Disney Plus. So we're getting three live action. Live action, bro. Oh, awesome. So awesome. we're getting. We have four um, Star Wars series in development. Um, well, we already have The Mandalorian. We have this Rogue One spinoff. Then we have the um, uh, we have the female-centric one with Leslie uh, from um, Black... Um, what was that the one with... I forgot the name of her show. Um, Black Mirror? Not a Black Mirror. I'm sorry. Um, Natasha Leone's show on Netflix. It's escaping me. Um, the producer of that show. Uh, and, Russian doll. Thank you, Russian doll. Thank you. Um, she's she's got a Star Wars uh, series coming out, and then the Obi Wan, Obi Wan series. So that's four series that are in development on Disney Plus. So. They're still trying to make up for the last three movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, a good Personally, play. I think it's better doing the whole series route because you can take your time and tell a story. I mean, look at Mandalorian. I mean, that was nice and a slow pace, but like it, every episode was great, you know. And if they had made a movie off of that, it would have had to have been rushed and like. Yeah. You know, Baby Yoda would have been like a teenager by the end of the first movie. And it was it was <laughs> self-contained too. The so yeah. episodes contained. General, I know you're um, moving on to other DC stuff. Uh, the CW has announced that Supergirl will be ending. Uh, General, did you know about this? Yes. I I saw the headline for it. Yep, the upcoming sixth season of Supergirl will be its last. Um, so. Or Melissa Benoist. I know. I know she's your favorite. Um, but um, you know, they, they they maybe she'll make an appearance on the Super Superman show, um, mm-hmm. uh, which you know has been ordered to series on CW. So you might be happy about that. Oh, who's starring in that? Um, Tyler Hoechlin is playing Superman. Oh, I'm gonna look him up uh, he because he I'm actually still... was on Supergirl as a recurring on Supergirl, and then he's gonna get his own show as Superman. Because so. I am uh, obsessed with Henry Cavill, so. Oh, well, he's actually locked in for at least three more movies, so that's really good. Oh. That's great. Yeah, cause he was done, right? He was done before that. Well, yeah, there were rumors, but, you know, he's having too much fun. I, ap- I, I approve of this gentleman, so. Henry Cavill? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Ty- Tyler. So Thor yeah. or um, Superman, Henry Cavill or Chris Hemsworth? Um, so listen, my younger brother, Chris, uh, looks like he could be Chris Hemsworth's twin. So I have to say Henry Cavill because okay. it just sounds weird <laughs> if I <laughs> like, you know, they had, they had long hair at the same time. Now they have the short hair and the beard together. It's just like, you know, okay. um, let's and when, let's make it uh, tough. Like, like what if you throw like Chachi in the mix? Oh Lord! Oh, it's Chachi all the way. Oh God! Chachi's a real deal. Chachi's a real deal. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh Lordy, Lordy! Yeah, uh, it's not even his birthday. He's gonna all. 
<laughs> we should make it up for past years. I, yes. I guess, yes. 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 All right, so this is big news on HBO Max, General. John Cena will have his own series, DC series, uh, based on his role on Suicide Squad as the Peacemaker. So he's going to get a spinoff um, series on HBO Max. So I guess we know one character that won't die. In he Suicide will not be Squad. dying on Suicide Squad. Yeah. They ordered eight episodes of the show. Um, so, yeah, I'm really that's excited a, about the Suicide Squad. That's a curious Squad. choice, because Peacemaker is a super, super obscure character in the comics. He never shows up anywhere. Well, there you go. <laughs> really? They're so making him a big like, deal, right? Yeah. Everything's moving over from the DC streaming service to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. They want H- the DCU um, to be pretty much for digital comics and stuff like that. But all the series will be moving over to HBO Max, like Titans, Doom Patrol, the animated Harley Quinn show, all that, that stuff. That shocks me that, that Disney, um, that DCU um, platform failed. Like, Are you being serious or sarcastic? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys signed up. You, have you heard of one person who signed up for that? No. Nope. Didn't even know it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you? Yeah. Know? Well, I mean. But even Jenna didn't sign up for it, so you know that thing was. You, you didn't know, sign up. But now it's on HBO Max. We don't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking of HBO Max, Raised by Wolves. Um, my buddy Kyle Murphy's been on the show. He loves this show. I haven't checked it out yet, but the premise is super cool. It's about. Like the the last few humans on Earth are being raised by androids, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool pre- pre- premise. So the two androids are tasked with raising human children on a mysterious virgin planet. Um, I think they mean virgin by like, you know, no, non developed, not surrounded mm-hmm. by virgins. I guess. It's kind of a reverse small wonder, I guess. I, I, I reverse small wonder. So uh, small wonder was the 80s sitcom <laughs> yeah. where humans raised an android. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. That's this is like the well, reverse. How, is it, how does that? How does that not come to you automatically, Al? Yeah. Small Al. wonder is a um, that <laughs> is a true classic. <laughs> yes. And I we were talking about this last week because I know you were googling to see if she was still hot. You know, yeah. Was she hot yeah. even back then? Well, I, we can't really like, say that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess she was like what ten or so. Back well, I guess, I guess <laughs> if you were a kid at the same time, you could say she was hot. If you. So what does she same. look like right now? Like, what's the? I, now I'm gonna. Look you up. googled her, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. She looks she, good. Does she get your stamp of approval? She could, you know. Okay. So this is a weird series on HBO Max. Is Kate Winslet? And Priyanka Chopper Jones have joined HBO's adaptation of a sleep aid app. They're making a series based on a sleep aid app. I mean, it's so weird, but uh, it's an anthology series um, telling sci- yeah, telling scientifically engineered narratives designed to naturally calm your body and smooth the mind. It's so weird. That's a series. It's a, uh, I guess, an anthology series on HBO Max. Yeah. They don't make anything now. I mean, um, I'm sure uh, the rookie who was it'll on. It would probably week, take you like like eight months to watch it because you keep falling asleep during exactly. every episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, right? It's like, yeah, have you finished season one yet? Oh no, I'm still working on it. Yeah, exactly. It's a year and a half. That's how I am for most shows. What more if I yeah. watch the show, right? I know about sleeping. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Um, wow. Well, I'm sure Rookie, who was on last week as a guest, Chachi, would love uh, a show called The Big D. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, it's not what you think. It's a show on HBO. <laughs> with it's always my fantasy name. <laughs> the Big D. <laughs> for Dallas. For oh, Dallas. Oh, Come oh, on. Oh. Okay, okay. Thank you for clarifying that. But it does. It, Kelly, you're correct. It's a um, it's a hot and hotly contested summer in Dallas in 1980. Oh. Sure. Follows a triangle of women as they as their lives collide to unearth a secret past involving the city's would-be first lady, and it stars Lily Rabe from American Horror Story fame. So uh, that's kind of cool. Well, you had you had me get triangle of women. A triangle <laughs> of women. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Um, General, what do you know about Hellstrom? That's on on Marvel's the only non. Um, non-MCU owned Marvel series out right now is Hellstrom on on Hulu. What did they tell you yeah. all about Hellstrom? It started back in 1986. <laughs> it was a series that went through 436 um, issues, is. and at the at the climax of the issues, the oh. main film. Am I right? You don't even need me. No. You can. You, you can uh, <laughs> Ah! <laughs> you could explain it yourself, but no. it's like, what is it? Yeah, Damon Elstrom, he's the uh, the son of Satan. He was the character literally called the son of Satan for years and years in oh, comics, wow. and uh, he was a, uh, I guess, trying to make amends for his dad being, you know, the devil. <laughs> and so uh, I wonder, like, you know, I'm gonna bet I didn't see the trailer. I saw they dropped the trailer today. Um, I'm going to bet it's probably going to be similar to that show Lucifer, which, uh, might be a problem because, you know, a lot of people might see it as just being a knockoff of that other show Lucifer. Also on Hulu. So they're doing a pretty dark, um, drama based on the, um, the opioid, opioid crisis. Um, and they just announced more members of the cast, um, we have um, Caitlin Dever, who was an unbelievable on Netflix. Great actress. I, I watched that limited series. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, did you see yeah. that? Wasn't mm-hmm. it good? Yeah. yeah, she's starring in it. Um, by the way, it's called Dope Sick. Um, it's also Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's the main star of that show. Um, wow, Mike, he's, he's putting out some stuff lately. Right? He's been busy, right? Yeah. He's all over the place. I have a... Juice. I'm waiting for Beetlejuice, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Jake McDormand and uh, Philippa Sue have also joined the cast. So yeah, it's, um... I have an I have an ex uncle, Michael Keaton. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is a uh, not not quite the uh, same level of person. It's kind of a douche. Oh. You're saying he could not be Batman? No, no. But uh, Michael Keaton is one of my favorite Batmans. And then George Clooney, and then Christian Bale. Really? You ranked George Clooney higher? Than I that? love George Clooney as Batman. It was so like it was so like cartoony, and I loved Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl, and so yeah, those. <laughs> and I also so like when those movies came out, I was ten or something probably. So um, to, to me, that's like childhood Batman, you know. Gotcha. Kind of like, yeah, so. I know everyone, I get the same reaction from everyone. It's like, George Clooney was the worst right after, you know, Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but actually, so, I heard like they're all going to be. Um, they're trying to put them all into the um, the new um, Flashpoint movie, like all the Batman. Like they're trying so to reach out. Great. And that will explain a lot of, awesome. you know, a lot of things. So you'll see you all know, the different universes and each Batman from each yeah. universe, which and will tie them all together. It will tie them all together. That'd be awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm a fan of things that make sense, and yes, that that is very very cool. And Michael Keaton's already on board for that, so he's going to reprise his role as Batman. That'll be awesome. Uh, let's see on Apple TV, uh, Patricia Arquette and Ben Stiller—they're going to work on a comedy series together called High Desert. Um, so Patricia. It's been a plays... while since Patricia Arquette's been in anything. Um, she was nominated for that that one limited series, the Escape from Danamora series. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So she plays a former addict who decides to make to um make a new start after the death of her beloved mother, with whom she lived in a small desert town, and makes a life changing decision to become a private investigator. So, going from addict to invest private investigator, that's quite of a quite a um, 180, wouldn't you say? Um, let's see. New stuff on uh, Amazon Prime includes, we just mentioned Natasha Leon a little while ago. Her and Alia Shawcat will develop a half-hour series on Amazon. Um, and we just talked about that. Oh, this was called... Oh, okay. You know what's crazy? These two shows have a very similar name. This show on Amazon Prime is called Desert People. And the show on Apple TV is called High Desert. Oh. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Natasha Lynn's show um, follows a family of Iraqi immigrants who run a gentleman's club in Palm Springs. Okay. Um, I know them. I know that family. You know that right. family? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he owned the LFL for a while. Really? Wow. You're, you're actually being serious. I thought you were kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. FX released the first trailer of its upcoming limited series called Black Narcissist. Um, and... Um, this is actually the last appearance of the late great Diana Rigg, who played Oleana Tyrell in Game of Thrones. So it's a three-part oh. limited series. Yeah, it's so sad that she passed away, you know, in real life. So, um, yeah, she was great. <laughs> so are you guys watching The Boys? Love it. Yes. Yeah, so good. Yeah, love good. that show. I am yeah. behind. Yeah, I I want to get through Umbrella Academy first. I figure if oh, I start so both good. shows. I'll kind of flip flip them and get confused. And the boys is better. Both of them. You think the boys is better? I do. Really? I like I like one of Umbrella Academy better than season two, but I've heard that That's I'm kind of alone on that island. A lot of people like season two of Umbrella Academy. Well, you were telling me how, um, how good, uh, the boy. You know what, Madison. Yeah, I, I love them both. But I, I'm annoyed that they're doing this one show a week drop thing. I hate that. Just give me the show so I can binge it. I, you because, because you're a crackhead like yes. everybody else. Yes. I'm actually liking so, it because I would have watched the whole thing the first weekend and been done. Yes, had, yeah. had to wait another year and a half. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's kind of torture week to week. But, you know, it's kind of like so writing it out some. I'm okay I, with either one. But if it's something that's on the Internet a lot. Or social media when people are posting like spoilers, like a Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. That's when I prefer it to be on once a week mm-hmm. because that's the kind of show yes. that people talk about all the time. On social media. So 
if it's on once a week, it you know it prevents that from happening. Whereas if it's all drops, everything can be spoiled within a matter of a day. So I guess it really depends on the show. You know? No, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, let's see. Over on Fox, Family Guy for two more seasons on Fox. Can you believe it? Twenty seasons of Family Guy, which just is just like your show. <laughs> I know. It's Family Guy. Shit. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a crazy, <laughs> crazy comparison. Wow. It was crazy because I remember Family Guy when it first came out, and like, I think it was like one or two seasons, and it got um, it got canceled, and I, I really enjoyed it. And like, um, they took it off, and I think they were showing it at, at odd times of the year, maybe during the summer or whatever. And then I remember it got released on DVD, and it took off from there, and people started getting yeah, into it yeah. after the, after the show was off for a couple of years, and they brought it back, and then it became this huge thing that's been on ever since. Oh yeah, so you mentioned the um, the virtual table read of Friends, um, getting I guess they're getting reimagined. It's an all black cast reading uh, with Jennifer Aniston, uh, with well, of course that star Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox. And the rest of the Friends cast. Well, um, there's another really cool one if you haven't seen it. It's the uh, Fast Times of Rich Man High, and that's Jennifer Aniston uh, with Brad Pitt. It's the first time they actually interacted on a show together because, as you know, they were a couple at one time. Wow. Yeah, and uh, they were both actually reading the parts of uh, um, what's the actress's name? The uh, Phoebe Cates character and Judd Reinhold's character. They're oh, okay. That part. So it was kind of interesting. Flirty. It was pretty flirty. Did you see that? Yeah, I just I uh, uh, oh, that's not attractive, Chachi. Take a better photo. Let me pose. All right. <laughs> all right. We're all gonna pose. <laughs> Is that better? Okay. Women always need um, pick approval. All right, let's yeah. go ahead and take a classic cut break, uh, Chachi, uh, and we'll try to figure out what's going on with Flex. So, Chachi, take it away. Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. Cool. It's Chachi's classic cut back once again. Chachi in charge here. Um, we have um, news about uh, a passing in wrestling, right, Al? Yes. Um, I was going to get to the sad, sappy rest in pieces towards the ends, but yes. Uh, Joe Laurinaitis, um, known as Road Warrior Animal, and in WWE he was known as um, one of the members of the Legion of Doom with the late, great Hawk, who had passed away a while ago. Um, yeah, he just passed away at the age of 60 and his son, uh, yeah. is an NFL player. Um, and I don't know if you, um, uh, James Laurinaitis, um, if you didn't know, um, who he was, let me just really quick pull it up. Yeah. Um, his brother is John Laurinaitis, who was a former executive with WWE and a retired wrestler, Johnny Ace. Um, John is actually married to um, the mother of the Bella Twins. But uh, nonetheless, Joe Laurinaitis uh, passed away really suddenly. Um, yeah, I guess um, I, it's it's crazy because I guess it wasn't expected, you know? Um, you know, so... Was it due to COVID? I think I heard those, those rumors. 
I don't have that confirmation whether it was due to COVID or not. But yes, um, certainly sad. I guess this is tying into. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what, you know, the Road Warrior is definitely a legend in wrestling. Um, probably like one of the greatest tag teams um, to ever have done it and spawned so many imitators um, over the years, like Demolition, which was probably like one of the um, best and who um, kind of had their own, like, you know, their own following. And then you had like Powers of Pain and all right. the other kind of. Um, wrestling tag teams that tried to um, emulate the best they could, the Road Warriors, but nobody could ever um, achieve to that same level. Um, and like, I still remember being a kid. I had a friend who um, was getting into a fight on our, our playground of our neighborhood, and, and he came to the basketball courts with a little like Walkman type of speaker thing that played cassette tapes, and he was playing this song I'm getting ready to announce that was the Road Warriors theme song, to try to intimidate the person he was going to fight, you know, and we were like young teens at the time. And I think he lost that fight, unfortunately, but, (laughs) (laughs) but the road warriors didn't lose many a fight. And this is the song that they came out to back in the AWA Iron Man by um, Black Sabbath, you know, so this is a cut from 1971 Iron Man. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Joe Laurinaitis, AKA animal road warrior animal. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back after the classic cut. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. So that was a classic cut. Interesting pick. Uh, rest in peace. Road warrior animal. Yes. So yes. we have um, one of us has to leave, but one of us just joined. We'd I like have to a, say general. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's dinner time for Kelly Campbell. Oh. Uh, you're amazing. We love to have you on more often now that you yeah. we have the Skype yeah. format. God, I love it. You guys, anytime. I'm Technology. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Miss you and, guys. And now we also have Vanessa oh. Meadows also joining us for the anniversary show. But I uh, would like to thank Kelly. Kelly, thank you so much for being thank a you, part. Kelly. 
See you, Kelly. Thank you, guys. I'm honored to be part of your show. Can't believe it's been like a decade since we started hanging out. I and know, right? Stuff has changed. Yeah. Like, when you were in here last, we were probably talking about like reality shows and stuff, and now we're talking about uh, comic book stuff. And, yeah, like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Hero, uh, movies. I love it. All right. Yeah. Flax, good to see you for a hot sec. I mean, you, you know, too, what, what I you, can Kelly. see. <laughs> Flex looks like a superhero. Yeah. yeah. General, great to talk to you. Great. Al Tachi. Yeah. Congratulations on the uh, long tenureship of the show and love you guys. Thank you so much, yeah. Kelly. You're Thanks, amazing. Kelly. See ya. Bye. Bye. There goes Kelly Campbell. She was a great reoccurring uh, co-host on Below the Belt Show's anniversary celebration. So we bring on two more personalities on Below the Belt Show. We're excited to have on. Starting with, that's right, guys. He's going a little incognito. He looks like a superhero from Watchmen. Actually, you look like Antifa right now with, <laughs> with the ra- radical, 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 sorry. Rider, rider, radical Antifa, sorry. You got, you got to finish this up quickly. I got to get out and burn down some buildings. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to the Flex, we have the one and only. She's been great on BTB for the past two years, I believe, since we had her on. And she's a Big Brother fan. So when we, when we bring on evil, evil Dick Donato, can't wait to talk to him for Big Brother. But uh, we're looking forward to that happening. But Flex, we got you for a little bit. Flex, yeah. wow. Check you out. The resident rock star. Yeah, he's part of the original, the second original crew that we had. Probably BTB. It was a good, it was a good run. It was a good run, a good Flex. Run. How many years do you think you were on here? Uh, like three and a half, probably. It's got to be more than that. It seemed like you were here forever. Four, four maybe. Four, and then an occasional sprinkle of flex here and there, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> sprinkle of flex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, smiling man. right now, but you can't tell. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, this is kind of cool, man, to get some of the OGs uh, back back on the mix on BTV's anniversary show, so we're really excited. Um Flex, I know a lot of stuff is pissing you off. And, and when Flex was on Below the Belt show, he did a segment called The Rockstar Rants. Um, but out of curiosity, Flex, is anything pissing off Flex lately? No, I love everything. I love the world. I love everybody in it. Oh, it's like a brand and new this flag. Flex. Oh. This is Flex is laughing in the background. <laughs> sounds sounds He's very choking on her. That sounds very cool by uh, gin and tonic right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very um. Very uh, kumbaya. Very everybody. Yeah. Everybody is uh, so happy right now. Everybody loves each other. There's nothing but good news. Flex is happy. Okay. That's true. <laughs> I wake up every day. I look at the sun, even when the sun's not out, and I go, "This is a good day." <laughs> that is that is very good to hear. Flex has well, turned over a new leaf. Flex loves everything. Flex, I know that one thing that would make you happy, and Maybe I was actually saying, what, did you get Kari Warr on the show tonight? Kari <laughs> would have been amazing. I mean, we do have Dick Donato, who's a big Suicidal Tendencies fan, but because uh, he used to rock that t-shirt during a season of Big Brother. But I was actually referring to a show that's going to be on AMC, Flex, that I think that you might have some interest in, if I can just pull out, pull that up really quickly. Um, has something to do with our favorite band from England, The Smiths. And uh, if you here it is. So it's um, it's called Shoplifters of the World, based on I guess one of the Smiths' favorite songs. 
um, one of my favorite Smith songs, rather. Uh, it's inspired by true of, true events. It's set over the course of one night in the life of four friends who are reeling from the sudden dis- dissolution of the Smiths, mm. of the band. The same evening, a local radio station is also hijacked by an armed, impassioned Smiths fan, resulting in a madcap evening that sends up the spirit of the 1980s. And that sounds jo- great. Yeah, uh, Joe Manganiello uh, is going to be a part of the cast. This is a kind of a big deal, man. Um, I, uh, when you sent that to me, I was reading up on it, and Morrissey acknowledged it. He must have gave its blessing, right? I don't know if he necessarily gave it his blessing, but he, he acknowledged that it existed, and he wasn't saying anything negative about it. Right. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know that you recently um, checked out the Smiths. Well, more of a Morrissey early biopic. Morrissey, Morrissey biopic that doesn't have any Morrissey music in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there, there might have been some kind of copyright thing about that one. Yeah. England is mine. You haven't that it was day. interesting. It, it was like all right. It. I thought it was kind of boring, actually. You know, I but thought the ending, was... ending left much to be desired. Yeah. Kind of at him and Johnny Marr, you know kind of the early days of them getting together but well i think it's entirely unauthorized i don't think morrissey uh, oh it's it's completely unauthorized yeah yeah and so were those uh two bootlegs that i gave you the other day bp (laughs) yes that i love unauthorized because their means are not (laughs) they're not pulling any punches so that's good. So what's keeping what's keeping an actual Morrissey? I mean, uh, Smith's, Smith's uh, reunion. reunion, right? What's, what's keeping that? The ego, uh, the, the ego Morrissey of Morrissey and Johnny Marr despise each other. Yeah, and, both like, those guys. Uh, I think your mic's and, off, um, General. Oh, you can't hear me. It's oh, it sounds like you're I far away. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Really? Well, I, I can start also a hey, Chachi. Also, they're they're polar opposites politically. Right. But, I mean, you figure so much money's got to be left on the table for them to have a tour. That they would just do, yeah. like, one I tour. Think, well, and, they also, there's also, there was a um, huge amount, like, um, oh, I forgot the name. I forgot the, the name of the other two people in the band. And this is going to kill Mike me. Joyce and, and Andy Rourke. Rourke and Mike Joyce, yeah. Yeah, and they uh, they got, like, kind of totally over Morrissey when uh, it came to like songwriting credits. Uh-huh. But um, I think we're uh, are we saying goodbye to uh, Flex? Flex is out of here. Flex goodbye, is out Flex. of here. We'll have you on in a future show longer, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry it lasted only about 10 minutes, but yeah, we'll definitely do it again soon. Awesome. Yeah, looking Thank like a you superhero. Guys. Congratulations on 20 years. I'm, I'm grateful to have been part of it for the uh, time yes. that I have been part of it. Crazy. Awesome. Flex, we'll have you back again soon. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, you, guys. Buddy. Bye. And that's right. We welcome our featured guest of the evening. That's right. He's been on multiple times on Below the Belt show. So we had to have him back for an anniversary celebration of Below the Belt. Reality TV icon, star of Big Brother 8, Big Brother 13, actually winner of Big Brother 8, um, couples therapy, just all around, just incredible personality <laughs> we love having him ladies and gentlemen here on below the belt show returning the one and only evil dick donato yeah, that was quite an introduction it was like <laughs> i felt like uh, uh the mother of dragons the freer of slaves the, 
<laughs> you, it's been a long time since I've been. And this is the first time I've seen you guys. Yes, it's a, you know. Yeah, it's been a phone. Treatment, trust me. Yeah, it's been a phone thing before this. This but is the result. This is the result of stepping on. Sorry. This is the result of the pandemic, Dick. You know, we can't yeah. be uh, within six feet, uh, close to each other in a radio station. Now we're doing, you know, far as fuck from everyone else in our own comfort <laughs> of our own homes. Yeah, so. you know, most of these people you don't want to be within six feet of anyhow, so fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Dick, we got to talk about everything going on, Big Brother. But again, we are happy that ha- I think this is, might be your fifth time within our A couple, two, three years in between where, like, you guys would do this show at the same time I'm doing my podcast. Right. So, and, like, and I was like, I did you guys show for, like, a, a whole bunch of years in a row. Right. So, um, yeah, and it, and it just like started conflicting, and then I couldn't do it. Uh, and then like you got a hold of me, and I was like, um, I go, oh, I got my podcast, and I ended. I literally just ended that, and I jumped on here. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, and here I am. So I, it's good to be back. No, it I, is. I missed you guys, man. Oh. <laughs> Evil, we missed you too, man, because you tell it like it is on Below the Belt show. Of course, we're, we we hit below the belt. There's no filter in our show, so say whatever fuck you want. Um, um, <laughs> Vanessa Meadows, I brought her on because she's also a Big Brother super fan like myself. Uh, how are you? Um, so, uh, Van- <laughs> Vanessa, can we hear you okay? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Can okay. you hear me? <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Awesome. Just checking your audio there. Um, wow. So, so um, let, let's start, first of all, uh, with the current season, Big Brother All Stars. Um, now, um, when you first heard that that Danny was going to be on your daughter, um, what were your thoughts? And were you thinking, why didn't they call me? Oh no, it, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, with Danny, uh, I, I'm happy that she's going back. Uh, that she was going back. I know that she from season eight has really like um, wanted to get out of my shadow. Uh, I'm a big personality. I've always been, I always have just been me, you know? So, um, so her playing with me on season eight, I think like anybody would be kind of overshadowed by me because I was like such such a huge character on the show. Um, and then, you know, she's got all of her fans up in her ear and you should have won. You should have won. You should have won. And so, you know, she's always, even now, um, I don't know. Uh, people don't like her. They call her Dick Jr. Or the you know she's known as like uh, as Dick's daughter. And right, yeah. like I, it it must kind of suck because like she's played once without me on Big Brother 13. I left after a week, and then um, she's playing without me again here. So she should have her own like um, you know her own legacy or whatever. It should, doesn't need to include me. Um, so, okay. uh, but she's kind of you know she's in a spot where she has to prove herself that she could do it without me um got it so but cbs didn't reach out to you and you didn't reach out to cbs as far as uh oh, joining this is it no yeah did you, did you watch do you guys watch survivor i do watch survivor actually okay, yes. did you watch the last season of survivor uh yes uh, the, the winners uh, at war winners, winners at war, war for a two million dollar prize instead right of one. and yes. um did you see how horrible the old school people just got decimated. Like literally Ooh, it was yes. half and half, half old yes. school, half new school. The yeah. old school was fucking decimated. 
one after the next, after the next, after the next. I'll put away on that little go fuck me island somewhere. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll store them over there so they can we can keep bringing the cameras over there and get yeah. you know, keep our ratings going. But right. they're out of the show, and one of them will come back at the end, um, kind of thing. To me, it was like watching that was such a fucking letdown, man. Some yeah. of these people, uh-huh. like I had idolized, like. Watching, so I watched Survivor, so just like most other people, um, from the first season with the the naked gay guy Richard Hatch running around, <laughs> and you know that whole, um, I don't know that whole uh, thing that he had with Rudy and like making yeah. this alliance and how unlikely an alliance it was where this naked gay guy with the military hardcore flat top gruff Rudy old man, okay. he's like so rest, strange, rest but, soul, but it, like mesh and it worked and everybody the fans loved it. And here we are, winners at war, like uh, 20 winners having it out. And, you know, um, there's just so many people that I was just so Yeah, I think that had to do more with the numbers. Yeah, to me it didn't. Listen, I'll give you an example. And you know what's funny is, like, I know almost every one of those people, and I'm going to talk about poverty, and I don't know poverty personally. I only know her as a fan of the show, and I loved her. Her first two seasons. Yeah, I loved love? her win. I loved her on Heroes and Villains, mm-hmm. um, where either Russell Hands or Poverty actually should have won that season on uh, Heroes and Villains. But re- regardless, um, you think the same thing would happen to you on Big Brother, like Kaiser well, and Janelle? Just, the, is what you're saying. Listen, I'm the. Ah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk <laughs> about that. I'm the. I'm the oldest winner. 13 years ago at right. 44 years old. I'm 57 years old. There's no fucking wow. way. There's no fucking way. <laughs> like, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not the same person I was 13 years ago. Are yeah. you? Is anybody? <laughs> that's, a that, that's a good point. That's a good I, point. I can't do the shit that I did 13 years ago. I couldn't uh. hold a key um, for almost eight hours in like freezing cold rain. Uh, like freezing my ass, rock, running, or, yeah. running in place for five and a half hours to keep my blood. I, I would die. I would fucking die now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm not the person that I was. So like, well, no, why would I go on? You it say that thing with a forty thousand dollar paycheck, but <laughs> 40, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what they that's got the, paid. The bonus that everybody got paid. They get paid forty grand. They get paid um, a well, bump of uh, twelve thousand dollars for making jury. So yeah, it would be very tempting to go back. But, you know, how much you weigh your legacy versus just going for money grab, you know? True, but w- would you not be aligned with your daughter, Danielle? Um, if no. you were No, you would we not. We haven't be. even talked. The yeah, only because, time we talked to well, is when my mom died. When, oh, it, listen, in Big Brother wow. 13... Yeah, we need, update, we need an update not, with Danny and, 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 and Big Dick. Brother 13 was not going to be a repeat of Big Brother 8 had I stayed. Um, I knew Danny was targeting me, and I was like, I was planning on... A, a particular point in time where I was gonna, it was gonna be her or me, and I, I can pretty solidly say that it would have been her that would have went that season, um, because it wouldn't have turned on the vets like she did so early, and it would been right. wouldn't have been that hard to like get her out. So um, I probably would have gotten all of her attention instead of Brendan um, that season with her, you know, trying to get me out. But um, you know, who knows? We'll never know what happened. I left after a week. Um, when I was diagnosed HIV positive. So, Correct. Um, Correct. you know, shit happens. So, um, I don't know. Uh, what Janelle and Kaser and Keisha walked into this season, 
was complete and utter bullshit. Um, what they walked into was a pregame alliance that was yeah. arranged by Dan and Derek. Um, I heard about this. Months yeah. before. Listen, the first time I tweeted about Dan and Derek was I went back in my Twitter and looked, and it was um, July 7th when I knew that Dan and Derek, they were, they were on the cast, and they were scheming together, and they were um, um, wow. strategizing together. Something happened. I'm not exactly sure, but both of them left. Um, I think it had to do – I'm just speculating here. But this mm-hmm. is the first season ever that the producers have made everyone sign NDAs. In 22 seasons – actually, more. Uh, right. 22, they had OTT. They had two celebrity seasons. So you're talking about 25 seasons of Big Brother. They've never – they've never sent out NDAs to be signed before. But they did this season because they knew the shit was going on. Right. And I feel like um, – one or both of them just go, you know, and got schooled by the producers. And they're like, oh, you know, I think I'm just going to stay with my kid or, you know, whatever their excuse and not play. But they still were going setting this whole thing up. And that's just why someone like fucking Memphis that is like not even the reality world, the circle, doesn't do any of the shit with everybody else. Can right. walk in, ignore Keisha, the only person from his season. Right. Doesn't care if she goes home first. And throws his feet up on fucking Cody's bed and pops Cody's beer and starts drinking it in Cody's HOH. And they're bros. And it's like, how did that happen? Um, yet, and Cody says, um, "Wow, yeah, I, I didn't see Keisha's season. And then, I don't know, a day later, he says, yeah, I really respected the way that Memphis played. Um, listen, motherfucker, they were on the same the season. Same season. <laughs> They're on the same fucking season. Like, who are you trying to bullshit here? Yeah. Oh um, my god. Yeah, so, so you're saying all... a free alliance? Um, Normally, with, with, like with a free alliance is like people calling each other up, and it's like, are you on? Yeah, yeah, I'm on. I'm on. All right, all right final two, ride or die. You know, I got your right. back. You got my back. Like, that's the end of it. But right. with this, right. this was right. different. This was like very um, sophisticated strategizing. And I'm not just talking about boot order. I'm talking about, um, uh, who was it? Um, Bailey uh, was one. There's been a number of times where these guys' names have been mentioned in the house. And Bailey mentioned Derek, saying that he was calling around, trying to find out who was on the show. And I'm sitting here going, well, he called Bailey. He knew Bailey was on. Why didn't he include her in the alliance? He was just calling to make sure she was in, in order to put her in a boot order. So it's like, okay, well, we had a bunch of racists on last season, so we can't boot any black people until week three, okay? Week oh, three okay. should be safe. And that's exactly the way it went down. Um, oh, so, wow. That, you know, it just, it, the whole thing, like, did you notice Danielle and Nicole from minute one? Okay. Minute one. Like, Janelle, 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 Janelle. From, like, the, the, from yeah. the fucking moment they walked in the house. Yeah, Nicole's like she's crying because Janelle looked at her. I'm not kidding you. She looked at me. Do you see how mean she looked at me? (laughs) Trying to get everybody to feel. Oh, they hated each other. And uh, that's Nicole's strategy. It's her whole strategy: crying and playing the victim, so people will like you know come and stick up for her. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Listen, if I walked into a house and Mm -hmm. I saw what was going on and I recognized the shit that was going on. Like, if I was in Janelle's position, where I literally had... Janelle was evicted before she ever walked in. She was evicted, like, a month before she ever walked in. She was the yeah. first target. Danielle was talking about um, getting rid of Janelle in her pre-interviews with the press. Right. If that was me, 
all those motherfuckers would be afraid to go to sleep at night because I'd fucking kill them when they sleep. <laughs> so that shit would have to have security outside the door. I would like be losing my fucking mind. If I walk in, listen, if I walk into that house, I want, I would want to know that it's at least I have a fucking chance. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, you walk yeah. in and you're already evicted before the game even starts. Right. That's what they walked into. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit. They should have done the same thing for Survivor uh, and the same thing for Big Brother and even the old school and new school. That's what they should have done. You know, the producers could have done a lot of things, but they didn't. If you go back to, did you guys watch the first All-Stars? I did. Okay. Do you remember the first HOH in the first All-Stars? Vaguely. Okay. It was a co-HOH. It was a meteor thing. They had these big meteors on like these ropes or whatever and they had yeah. to push it. you had to walk across a beam and if oh, you got cool. knocked up you know, they were knocking other people off which would knock them out of the hoh comp okay yes and i yes. remember marcellus crying for like a month after you knocked me out of that hoh um you know it's uh so the thing was it's like they had a co-hoh it was jace and janelle they were the final two so they were both co-hohs if they couldn't come up with noms that week, they would be put on the block. If they couldn't agree on nominations, they mm. would be on the block. Mm. So why wouldn't they do something like that since they knew that mm. this pre-gaming bullshit was going on? They put mm. people uh, in pairs before in other seasons. They have. So why wouldn't they do it and really fuck them up by putting, like, they know that Cody's in there. So put Cody with David. Put Nicole with um, Devon. Put my daughter with uh, Kevin. And, and completely fuck their, well, fuck their yeah. strategy up. What would they do? They'd right. have to, like, you know, it would, they would actually have to play the game and figure it out themselves. But the producers didn't do anything. So they, they, Maybe the producers are pro-committee. Fuck, you know, I don't know. That's what it seems like, right? Uh, it's just, well, I think it's well, really weak. Can I just interject for a second? Sure, uh, you can. So my husband and I love the show. We just started season five again last night. Wow. (laughs) Um, And oh, yeah, like we absolutely love it. Um, So anyway, one thing that we noticed about the season, though, is that the the energy and I don't know if you've noticed this, um, Mr. Evil Dick, but. Uh, one thing that we noticed was that the energy is, I don't know what to call you, because I'll look up to you. <laughs> anyway. Dick, evil, evil dick, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Motherfucker, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Vanessa. No, what did I miss? <laughs> okay. So call, call motherfucker whatever you want. <laughs> All right, Mr. Motherfucker. Um, <laughs> we noticed is that the energy is super low this season. And we were wondering if it's maybe the pandemic is that just everyone's just sort of like chilling. But what actually sort of redeemed our feelings about this particular season is that we heard other house guests mentioning how boring the season was, including Ian and Tyler. And Ian, who's inside the house, said, I think on the live feeds uh, when we were watching, um, that the season was really boring, so he wanted to shake it up. And then, of course, when he got evicted, he was actually, like, thankful that he didn't just get evicted from a stupid mistake. He actually got evicted for uh, an intelligent reason. But I would have to agree that this season, and there's, like, a bullhorn. There have been people that have a been... A bunch of them. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I can, I can 
partly take credit for the first one. Yeah. There was a, you know, it, I've, I've like kind of, I haven't done any, but um, I know people in LA that do mm-hmm. and like have conversed with them on what to oh, say. And then, so this girl got a hold of me on my Twitter and she's like, um, she just takes a picture of a bullhorn and then her TV has a picture of the Big Brother backyard and it says, what should I say? And I go, okay. Uh, Nicole and, what did I say? Cody and Nicole are playing everyone. And that's what they said. And they heard it clear as a bell. And right. like everybody started panicking in the house. So I like was patting myself on the back. That's <laughs> a good one for that. Uh, but there's awesome. been a whole bunch of them. And there was one, um, two yesterday. Um, and what they're, I, I think what they're um, trying to what they're trying to convey in the house is that vote um, with Nicole was the Nicole was the one that flipped on the vote where right. everybody's right. blaming David. Um, I think that they're trying to yell in to let Davon know. I, I don't know. It's kind of irrelevant at this point. And, and I think that David did it to himself, to be honest with you. You tell a, you tell a lie over that <sighs> stupid power. Yeah, you get labeled a liar, and then people are gonna people don't trust you. It was, he's it was not stupid. He's so not deserving to be on an All Star season. No, not give him another is. chance, but not on All Star season. He's completely out of his league. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Last season when he got booted, how devastated I was because he was my horse. And then he got he got booted, and then this year he came back on, and I was so excited. But then you know he really has shot himself. And you're like, oh my god, he really sucks. I know. He was terrible. All stars for a reason. Well, let's talk about some controversies. So as you know, um, I don't think there's been ever been a Big Brother season without controversy. With something in the live feed said where it's offensive, racist. Um, well, I this mean, year we, had, we have them making fun and mocking Ian with this autism. Ian with the autism. So uh, Nicole Franzel lost her sponsorship with Olay and a couple other. Oil of Olay with Olay. Chateau, Chateau Saint-Michel winery. <laughs> that was, right. um, they were providing all of the wine for her wedding, uh, which that makes gives my heart joy. I'm so glad they dropped her. Wow. Uh, it gives you heart gives you joy, really. I don't I don't like her. I don't like her. You know that she's well, charging she's charging three thousand dollars to go to her wedding. Oh God. So her whole thing of oh, like when God. when she's like evicting um or saying goodbye message to Janelle where she's like Oh, and you probably don't want to come to my wedding anyhow, <laughs> so you don't have to. Um, Even it, Zingbot made fun of her tonight. Yeah, so. it'd be like, <laughs> I, 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 honestly, if I got a wedding invitation that said it would cost me three thousand dollars to yeah. go, I'd just be like, wait, how many different languages can I figure out to say fuck you on like the <laughs> RSVP? Like, it, right. my weddings didn't even cost $3,000. Why would I pay 3000 to go to somebody else's? Fuck off. Yeah. I mean, that was one thing. And then, luckily, they resolved the issue with Memphis supposedly dropping the, the uh, racial word. Right, the N-word, the uh, racial word. But they they investigated it, and that was not the case. Thank God. Oh, CBS said that? Is that what they, they said? They investigated, and they confirmed that he did not utter a racist remark. Uh, you know, I saw it. I I played it over and over, and I won't pin that shit on. Listen, I'll be the first one, but if it's not there, I 
or not conclusive. You can't pin something unless it's like you hear it. Um, it was a <clears throat> like a ne or a e. It was you right. couldn't tell. He caught himself and stopped what he was saying and like rolled over and and just didn't say it. <laughs> whatever he was saying, he, he stopped over. saying whatever he was saying. You yeah, said it, right? Bed. Yeah. So it was like people thought it was idiot. People said thought it was the n word. Um, I think it all just depended. Well, but to me, it was like it's just it was inconclusive. There's like you. You couldn't say that he did. It wasn't clear enough to say that he did or did. So um, right. every year there's controversy. Why do you think um, house guests are not more careful about what they say, Dick? Because like um, Aaron and Gina Marie, and then we had Rachel and Angela talking about they don't want to get too ghetto if they tan too long. I mean, no, you're talking about Big Brother 20, right? Um, yeah. Well, she so, also said like because there was big rumors about uh, Tyler's girlfriend Angela you're talking about right. uh, being on the season and I was like <laughs> with Black Lives Matters and the protests and the riots going on in this right. country and around the world I make this no fucking way after she said look we're getting so tan we're like getting ghetto we, I'm, I'm right. changing ethnicity yeah so you know it's like there's no way that they're going to put her on this season it's just not going to happen they're going right. to stay as far away as they possibly can. And that's why, and, and the whole that's why Aaron was, and Gina Marie haven't been invited back either, right? Uh, nobody from that season. Nobody no, from that season. Nobody from that season has ever been. There's been a returning player from every single season of Big Brother except for 9 and 15. And 15 was the racist season and 9 was the drug dealer season. Oh, where shit. the winner, you guys don't know this? Uh, you, you'll I, have to. Okay. Adam, the, the winner, Adam, um, oh, yes, took some Adam. of his winnings and invested in a um, illegal oxycodone uh, oh, drug God, trafficking right. scheme. Wow. Also, Adam, also right. with Matt McDonald, who was on that season, and Adam and Matt oh. got arrested, and they did like six years. Uh, they're both out of jail now, but. Um, that's right, Dick. But there you go. There's there, there's been bad apples on on every season of. Yeah, Big well, you Bowl. want to talk about like, they could do better background checks, like yeah. Uh, instead of, I always say, instead of telling these people to go wash their social media, why don't they go look at it or have an investigator look at it and comb through it and see if there's a bunch of racist shit? Because if there is, well, then more than likely this motherfucker is going to say some racist shit in the house. Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. it didn't make, like, sense. So instead of saying, like, wash your social media or lock it and close it down or start a new one, um, like in Big Brother Canada, they they make them lock all of their Twitters and they make them have these uh, Ryan BB Can 4. Like, they all have the same fucking Twitters uh, for okay. every single house guest. So they start mm -hmm. off with these brand new Twitters. Instead of, like, you know, going through, making sure there's no racist or homophobic you know, statements or anything on there. You, so you don't want those problems. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I certainly agree with that too. And uh, let, let's talk about, well, we alluded to a little earlier about your relationship with Danny. What, what's preventing um, you guys from having the relationship, the, the typical father daughter relationship right now, Dick? Oh, it just, I just don't really, just haven't got along. We just don't get along. It's been, uh, it, I don't know. It started when she was like 12 going, you know, preteens and um, for one reason or another. And, and Danielle, this is like a, 
Because you're a grandfather now, so I figured... Yeah, I have a... <laughs> she has a two-year-old daughter. I have a two-year-old granddaughter. Um, yeah. The thing is, is what I think people don't understand is that this is kind of like how Danielle deals with ad- adversity and not getting along with people in her life. Not just right. me. Um, like, she stopped talking to her brother for years at one point. She stopped okay. talking to her grandfather and her mother and, like, a whole bunch of people. Um, she just cuts out and just stops talking to them instead of, like, fixing the relationships. Um, so, um, I don't know. I think that in a lot of ways, me and Danny are so much alike and that's what really makes us butt heads a lot. So, um, are you rooting for her? uh, Of course I am. Nice. Um, is it, has she made it easy to root for her? No. Um, (laughs) uh, especially with the mocking and giggling at jokes about Ian and stuff. It's like, very, very hard to root for her, but, um, but of course I want the best for her and her family and my granddaughter and, you know, them to be happy and all of that shit. Um, um, you've met, so, your, yeah, you, you've met your granddaughter? No. You have not? No. I, oh, live on the, okay. I live on the other side of the country right now. You're on um, the East Coast now. Got yeah. It. She's in California. You're, you're with us on the East Coast. Very cool. Yeah, I'm in Florida. And um, it's funny because I, I, um, I do my recaps uh, three times a week after each episode. And then I added a fourth one this season with my son. Uh, and, you know, we talk about Danielle and her game and a bunch of other shit. And people have really liked that episode, um, like the father-son thing. And I did invite um, her husband, Dominic, to yeah. join us. Because I thought it would be cool, Your right? son-in-law. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but he's like, oh, I don't know if she would like that. I don't think I could do that, but thanks. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well. You think probably would... have hell to pay afterwards. Do you think it's yeah. open to see your granddaughter? What's that? You think you'd be allowed to see your granddaughter if you're on the side of the country? I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Eventually, I hope to. Um, you know, we'll see. We hope so. Okay. And last question: uh, How is your health? I mean, obviously, that's the reason why you left Big Brother 13 due to being HIV positive. Um, I know the drugs are amazing. Which uh, I, that, let's be honest, that was complete bullshit. They like they should have given me. Uh, yeah, I always say like if I had the choice, uh-huh. they should have given me a choice. It's not like I was right. going. To, fucking everybody on the season. <laughs> I, I played Big Brother 8. And, uh-huh. like, I, I and it's think, not like you have COVID, the other virus, right? Right, yeah. yeah. HIV, months, unless you're having sex, you're not... Listen, you're dude, not... Three months on Big Brother 8, I didn't even jerk off in the house. Okay? Oh. So I was there. Wow. I, seriously, I was there I for the... Not, your, your daughter's... I was there for the... Party, and that was very uncomfortable, too. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so it's not like I was having sex with anybody in the house, and like yeah. I should have been given the option. Now, would I have stayed had I been given the option? I don't yeah. know. I can't tell you because where I my see. head was at at the time, it was like a like it was so like unexpected. It's like the last thing I ever expected. Like, it's yeah. like what? Right. It's yeah. like what the fuck? So um, it I don't know. It was like the only way I can explain it is like. Uh, so surreal um it, uh, i don't know i guess it'd be like the same as like being diagnosed with cancer or something yeah. where like you're just i felt like i was walking through a cloud it took me like a day or two to like get my feet under me um yeah. like that night i wow. i left the cbs lot they brought me over to my mother's house um they flew me out of orange county instead of lax because tmz and all these people were like stalking me at lax mm-hmm. so they flew me out of orange county 
So like the first night, like I talked to my mom and I told her about it. And then the next day I had to go back to Colorado and tell my girlfriend and that it might've infected her. So right. I was like, I was so fucked up at that time. So I can't tell if I would have said one way or the other, but right. I should have like would, only been given like an option and asked, but you know, I don't know, whatever. Would, um, being, would being positive um, prevent you from coming back to the game? It shouldn't. Okay. Uh, but going back at this point, it's not an option for me. Huh. Um, it's just, you know, we talked about that earlier. You know, I'm older and um, right. just, yeah, fuck, dude, I'm almost 60. I can't even believe, like, like seriously, I'm 57. I can't even believe that myself. It's, like, so weird. <laughs> I love well, your, health is, your health is currently fine? Yeah, my health is fine. Um, Good. I, was, I even oh. quit smoking 10 months ago uh, oh, after, like, 40. Congratulations. 40 10 months. Years, so. All right. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah, well, health is fine. It's just, uh, um, awesome. I'm, just, I'm getting old, bro. That's it. Well, thank it God, thank God, you had to catch it. You, you caught it during a time where there was plenty of treatments and people. Oh, dude, yeah, you know, long life. I, I was really, I think too, because like when it was diagnosed was right after, like they made a big deal in the press and stuff about Magic Johnson, right? Like going going public, being HIV positive twenty years prior, right? So. You know, and then I was diagnosed and it's like, well, you know, I did, I knew like very little about it and everything else, but I knew that Magic Johnson was still alive. So, you know, <laughs> so I know you don't just, it's not a death sentence like it used to be exactly. um, back in the eighties and stuff. So, you know, yep. listen, yeah. I'm like plugging along and taking and my pills. And would they ever find out like where you may have like um, contracted it from? No. Oh, it wow. was, I just like have vague idea, but, um, okay. you're a rock star. You had a lot of, uh, dude, after the show, it was like insane. Oh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love that. <laughs> Listen, Reality rock star. I love it. Listen, dude, I had like, even before big brother, are you kidding me? I had like a fucking like wild life. You yeah. know, I was like, always like, I can't, but being honest with you, I'm not surprised I'm still alive at 57. I should have been dead a million times. Oh, my um, goodness. But, you know, living the life that I lived, um, just being, like, so out of control for, like, so long. I lived in the 80s with piles of cocaine. and Yes. Like, I mean. The Viper Room with River Phoenix. I get it. Dude, I was running nightclubs where I had to, um, you know, the top of the toilet paper? That everybody would do coke on the, yes, the, yes. the stainless steel thing that enclosed <laughs> the toilet paper. Like I would have to drill them in my nightclubs. I would drill holes in the top of that so people couldn't line cocaine up on the top of that. <laughs> but I lived through all of that shit, man. You know, so. Holy shit! Amazing, Evil Dick. Wow, it's always a pleasure. It's always a good laugh. Oh, uh, yeah. Having you. Uh, on below the belt show. I'm surprised you haven't taken stand-up comedy um, or attempted it, but uh, <laughs> but but nonetheless, nonetheless, evil. It is so good to have you on, on below the belt show's anniversary. So so for good old times' sake, if you can cut us a promo, let us know who you are from Big Brother. You're on below the belt show, and then throw out a evil dick catchphrase at the end. Catchphrase. Yes. Uh, so you had me. I got had all of it until the catchphrase. Oh, yeah, uh, the, the, your favorite dick catchphrase, remember? Oh, the one you used know. on the show before? I don't I have no idea. Um, this is this is Evil Dick uh, on the Below the Belt show. Tune in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
What else do you want? <laughs> I don't have a catchphrase, dude. I don't have a catchphrase. Do, do one, do one more, but say you're from Big Brother and all that. Yeah, all that good stuff. This is Evil Dick, winner of Big Brother Eight, and all right, let me do it again. Hold on. And... Oh, okay. All Thirteen. Right. This is Evil Dick from Big Brother, winner of Big Brother Eight, and self-proclaimed asshole on the Below the Belt show. Nice. Perfect. Nice. That's perfect. Nice. nice. You used to nice. say women love dick. That's what you used to say. Oh. <laughs> but that's okay. We're we're in a woke I, era. I, I, I don't even remember. We're in the woke era now, so we have to <laughs> we have to watch what we say. Things are weird, man. Things are weird. Like I expect it. Honestly, I just did my show. I just watched Big Brother, so I've been tied up for three and a half hours uh, when the mm-hmm. show came on at eight o'clock, and I'm expecting mm-hmm. to go online right now and watch the cities of the United States on fire with right. the Brianna Taylor thing yeah. because like they're all expecting it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, crazy just, world, crazy world in more ways. All they 20- have to do is stop fucking killing people. It's not, yeah. is that a lot to ask? Uh, obviously <laughs> it is because they can't stop fucking killing people. Yeah. It's not a lot to ask. So, so I don't know. And just all like, we need to do. yeah, so. I don't know. This, this country's fucked up, man. Anyhow, that's why go out and vote, right? Do your patriotic thing. You know, I, I I even have like a pin tweet. I never really like I would vote, but it was never like really like you know in, invested in politics because it's like so much bullshit. I, I voted for so I voted for Reagan in the eighties. Um, I voted for Clinton. I voted for Arnold Schwarzenegger, Republican for governor of California. Okay. I, I, I always voted for. Who I thought would do the best job, regardless right. of party. Party, like, regardless of party, right? Now, now I feel job. like what makes me so mad about Trump is I feel like he's made me choose a side, um, mm-hmm. and I'm just like fucking over it. And yeah. living in now, living in Florida with um, one of the worst fucking governors in the entire United States, and DeSantis. It, this mm-hmm. is such a shit show here in Florida. And what's wow. so fucked up is I'm a, I'm a uh, Irish citizen too. I have dual citizenship, so oh, I have that. friends in Ireland. And I've been in like close contact and I see how they're taking care of their citizens. And I see how we're not here. 200,000 have died. You know, it's like, oh, we give you like a a $1,200 stimulus check. Ireland, they're giving them like a couple grand a week uh, in in euros in order to like, you know, help their fucking citizens out. Um, You know, and it's like a $1,200 stimulus check one time. And now these motherfuckers are going back and forth and, Oh, we'll vote on a Supreme Court justice that just died, but fuck everybody in the country that's out of work. And, like, really, like, you have to understand, like, you guys aren't stupid. You know that this moratorium on um, uh, the evictions and foreclosures, it's got to come to an end at some point. What are we going to have, like, five million people homeless at one time? Like, what's going to happen? Right. A lot of problems to resolve. So, hopefully. The, the person that steps up can clean it all up. So, Evil, it was great to have you on Below the Belt Always Show. Always a pleasure. Man. So, to bring it. you all down at the end no, here. No, right. no filter. No filter. Now, tune evil. out and go online and watch the, watch the world burning. Right, yes. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, Evil, peace have out. Have a good night, man. Have yeah. a good night. Guys, that was the one and the only Evil Dick Donato. It's definitely only one. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> And uh, I believe Vanessa will have to, because uh, I know Vanessa's been super busy. Um, oh, oh my gosh, today, yeah. Yes. Doing. 
Right up uh, Vanessa, we're glad that you could be part of the uh, anniversary show for us. I know that you have to get going, but uh, no idea with your anniversary show. Like, congratulations! Oh, yeah. so huge. That's We've been really great. Yeah. <laughs> and we wanted yeah, to really have fun. you a part of the show, but I know you have a lot going on. With let's I go, go, go throw out your plug for your uh, Crown Survivor list, as per <laughs> usual. Uh, yeah, I did some filming today, had a bunch of other stuff going on. But um, if anyone's interested in learning some uh, some um, stress and anxiety reducing quick tips, uh, feel free to check out my channel on YouTube, uh, The Crowned Survivalist. Yes. Oh, awesome. Uh, all right, Vanessa, we're going to have you back um, on the full co-host role sometime in October. So we'll, we'll be yeah, happy to have you back. Yes, we miss you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I miss you too. I'm so glad you guys are all healthy and doing well. Oh yeah, yeah. We're trying. Thank you so much, Vanessa. You're the best. Always <laughs> great to see you, Vanessa. Oh, see thanks. Ya. Ditto. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye, see Vanessa. Ya. Wow. See, so anniversary social. We had to get a lot of people in the mix. Um, yeah. And um, we're and we're we're not. I think I think general scare all the women off. <laughs> flex. um chachi and i conducted an amazing interview this afternoon right chachi we did um, yes we, we wanted yeah, to have one tonight so sorry i missed that but and um got in the way he is our um guest that we're going to close the program a little later on tonight with you might know him as luke from the walking dead you might know him as jacob from the fantastic beast film franchise he's going to be in the third film shooting now shooting now in england and of course for you goldberg's fans you might know him as uncle marvin so yes dan fogler uh our pre-recorded interview will be at the end of the program so we're really excited to present uh that to you guys but uh yeah, and he was he was hilarious yep He's such a such a cool guy yep so just a couple more things uh, in the world of entertainment um, and, and movies. So we did pretty much all the television. Uh, generally, I'd mentioned that um, Black Widow has been pushed to 2021. So we're not getting any Marvel movies in 2020. Um, West Side Story, the latest movie uh, to also move to 2021. Um, so this is going to move the schedule for Marvel. Uh, Shang-Chi. And Legends of the Ten Rings uh, will be now pushed to July 2021. And now Black Widow, oh my gosh, we're not going to see it till May 2021, guys. So it's a long time to see the first Marvel movie of Phase 4. Um, oh boy, upcoming movies, guys, includes um, Good Joe Bell starring Mark Wahlberg. Um, don't have a release date on that, but, um, they're pl planning a theatrical release during the upcoming awards season. So expect, expect that in early, I guess, late 2020, uh, or even maybe super early 2021, right before the awards seasons cut off. Um, cause they you know they're extending the awards, um, cut off because of everything going on in the world right now. Um, let's see, uh, another, uh, couple trailers have dropped for some cool, uh, 
films. Um, the opening act starring Jimmy O. Yang. You might know him from Silicon Valley and Crazy Rich Asians. Um, you learn the, uh, the tough reality of life on the road as a comic. Really nice guy. Got to check out his stand-up comedy show in Los Angeles. Got a chance to talk with him, too. So it was really cool. We also saw um, Stanley Tucci. Uh, we're, all, we're also going to see an upcoming movie with Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth playing a married couple of 20 years, knock on wood, right? 20 years, who are taking what might be their last vacation together as Tucci begins onset dementia, um, which is crazy. Um, the trailer for this film called Supernova is out now. And. Um, Valentine's Day of 2021, we're going to see Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson in a romantic comedy called Marry Me. So check out that if you're a fan of the rom-coms. General, does Mrs. General drag you to the rom-coms? Or do you um, like or do you like rom-coms? I enjoy a rom-com every now and then, but <laughs> no, she usually doesn't. She's uh she's much more into um <clears throat> Not the rom-coms taking me more to, uh, like, grounded dramas. She likes watching what? those. All right. Oh. Cool. we got a couple upcoming um, sequels in production. Uh, Scream 5, um, starting production soon. Nev Campbell will be reprising her role, which is pretty exciting. That is exciting. David Arquette, Courtney Cox already confirmed. I don't think oh. I ever saw Scream 4. Really? I don't think so. I was actually surprised that this is the fifth of the uh, in the yeah, franchise. Fifth in the franchise. Now here's a reboot film which I don't think they need to make, guys. So it's um they're doing a gender switch of she's all that, calling it uh, he's all that. <laughs> so it's a remake of the beloved '90s classic She's All That. Um, they remake that movie. Um, well, that movie is, is remade. May not may not be exactly she's all that, but they they use that concept. That premise, yeah. Once a decade, right? But it's not necessarily a remake of that. But it's just, it's you know the person that gets the makeover and looks pretty yeah. for the right. I get it. Yeah, that's something there that's been to done be before, a scene right? Where he takes his glasses off and suddenly he's like the most handsome man in the world. Exactly. Right. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Upcoming other movies in production. Robbie Amell, star of Upload, uh, is going to produce and star in a movie called Float, based on the popular teen romance stories. So uh, that should be interesting if you're a fan of that uh, series. Um, It centers on Waverly, um, who after her parents' messy divorce, finds herself yanked from her comfortable life in Alaska to spend the summer in her aunt's sunny beach town okay kind of a fish out of water i guess we've all been uh, there yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tiffany haddish is joining nicholas cage in an action comedy called the unbearable weight of massive talent also mandalorian's pedro, pedro pascal wait, will join wait, wait. that cast what's it called the unbearable weight of massive talent what a dumb name for <laughs> like, like who wants a name that long for is it a show well, or movie it's it's uh, Nicholas Cage portrays a fictionalized version of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as he, so as I think accept- the point is the point yeah. is for it to be all bam- bombastic. Hating, mm. I guess. Right. I don't know. Um. So Cage per- 
He's a fictionalized version of himself as he accepts a $1 million offer to attend the birthday of a super fan played by Pedro Pascal. Wow. See, sometimes they, they, they give um, movies names that people won't see the movie because the name's so horrible. It actually, <laughs> it actually hurts the movie because the name's yeah. so bad. Like, who's going to remember that name to say it? Yeah. Uh, some animated movies coming out. Um, Selena Gomez is going to be in the next installment of Hotel Transylvania. She'll actually be executive producer of this. Wow, I'm pretty impressed that by Selena Gomez stepping beyond the role as an actor and a voice actor and actually producing something. So, um, Let's see. Patton Oswalt and Byron Mann will be in an animated feature called Heroes of the Golden Masks. Generally, you have to know about this one because I think it's based <laughs> on a comic book or a graphic yeah, novel. I was going to say. Heroes of the Golden Mask? Yes, it's by Arcana Studios. Gotta say, I'm, I'm not familiar. Is okay. he still? Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, not exist. This must be a very <laughs> underground, underground, underground graphic novel that you're not too familiar with. So. Seven's yeah. a foot, yeah. Yep, another animated film is Riverdance, the animated adventure with Pierce Brosnan, Lily Singh, and Brendan Gleeson. Riverdance? Riverdance, the animated like, feature. Like, like the, Michael Flatley? Based on the Riverdance stage show franchise. It is, is the animated guy. Yes! Wow. It's kind of like that, do you, do you guys remember there was this really, really short-lived Siegfried and Roy animated show that was on TV? No, don't. Yeah, it was like it was it was done to be all like ironic and it was uh, actually kind of clever, but it was about the lions that were that were part of Siegfried and Roy's show. It was on in like the early two thousands. Oh, cool. That sounds like that sounds like it. They're probably going for the same thing with this. Okay. They're gonna do it. Interesting. And another animated feature is I love Daisy Ridley from Star Wars. Ray herself. We'll be uh, joining the voice cast of a film called The Inventor. It's a stop-motion animated family feature about the life of Renaissance master Leonardo da Vinci. Hmm. So that sounds kind of cool. That might be uh, worth uh, tuning into, right? Stop animation? Stop animation. So the stop animation is probably the most difficult and also time-consuming type of animation, I imagine, right? Because you're literally paying the ass. Taking a shot of every still figure or sculpture or whatever, and yeah, I can imagine that takes a long, long time to produce. Um, remember back in the early days of BTB, we talk about Paris Hilton. Yes, way yeah. back. Yeah. Well, she's trying to make news, or I guess waves again, because she's got a documentary on on uh, YouTube that you can see. She opens up about her childhood trauma, her sex tape. Uh, on the YouTube channel, um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, simply called Paris Hilton, socialite reality star, um, which you can check out on YouTube now. I'm gonna have to check that out. You know, I miss all those old sex tapes, like back in the day, like when you'd see like a star <laughs> that you know you were all into, and all of a sudden, like oh, yeah. they were getting penetrated, like you oh, know, it's like, wow. like oh wow, what? Oh, I wow, mean, what? okay, yeah, I know, but. I, the so, oh wow came from the 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 woke side of the brain, and then you have woke, the other side, side of the brain. What the, what, <laughs> sex is sex is woke now, like. Well, I know, I know, but well, you know, it, granted, you know, 
there's some people okay. that think well, the making, Jennifer making love. The Jennifer Lawrence nudes were a violation of privacy. Well, I'm not talking about um so some guys wanted to see them and some were thought, Oh, that's kind of I ain't talking about the fappening. I'm talking well, about like the fappening and the sex tapes. Well, the sex tape is it's was you know I guess you had to sign off on it so they kind so they the parties yeah, evolved. Yeah, I think that Pamela yeah. Anderson, who I was talking about, that was signed yeah. off on. Okay, but, but that was like a big so deal. They that wanted, was like they wanted release, and then it's on purpose. Is what you're yeah. Saying. Okay. Well, there's a couple uh, big Me Too things. Um, really quick. Um, oh, as God. you know, Danny Masterson, he was charged with raping three women. And, you know, it's crazy because when it's usually maybe one, you're like, okay, it's a he said, she said story. Maybe there's more involved. Two, you're like, okay, it's more than one person. But now you got three women. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, so is I, it actually I, rape for all three or is it one? Rape, like, rape for all three. Actual, actual rape. Actual wow. rape for all three. Yeah. Man. So this is where it's, I think this is why they really wanted to investigate because there's more than one. Um, situation, but he just appeared in court um, last Friday, actually. Um, he's still declaring his innocence. He says the charges against him are politicized. Um, so, you know, these these are these are incidents that um, occurred in 2001, um, 2002, uh, instances in 2003, during the height of that 70s show. Um, so, you know, we'll have to check out what happens there. And uh, Harvey Weinstein, he was actually stripped of his designation of CBE. This is the British Empire Honor. Are you familiar with the CBE distinction? I don't know, but I'd, I'd be um, traumatized over that. Yeah. Oh, it? yeah. It's called the uh, Commander of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire or, <laughs> Honor, or CBE. Mm. Um, so he had that designation, um, you know, uh, back in 2004 when, you know, nobody was talking and everyone turned a blind eye or nobody was reporting on it. Right, right. So how disturbing we talked about last week about that cuties um, documentary on Netflix that's causing a lot of controversy because it's depiction of young girls. Well, there's another documentary on Netflix causing controversy called Cheer. And it involves one of the, I guess, um, personalities from that show named Jerry Harris. Um, He was arrested, faces one count of producing child pornography. Hmm. Also admitted to having sex with a 15-year-old at a 2019 cheerleading event. He's 21, so he is definitely an adult. Um, So that is definitely... um, Yeah, great. Netflix has... No shame with their documentaries. I mean, <laughs> the the um, the uh, Harvey Weinstein, the Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Cuties, you know, I mean, they're not afraid to put the crazy stuff out there. Tiger King, you know. Um, all right, man. All I have is some rest in pieces to throw out, guys. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, guys, celebrated Supreme Court justice. Feminist icon. Um, Died due to complications from pancreatic cancer. Yeah, um, yeah, I watched, I watched her documentary, um, the um, RBG from the basis of sex uh, with uh, Felicity Jones. Oh, that's the biopic. Sorry, not the <laughs> documentary. Well, there's on the basis of sex was the biopic with. Felicity oh, okay, Jones. okay. 
Yeah, okay, which, I, thought, I thought you were talking about a sex tape or something at first. No, no like, on the basis of sex. Okay. It's like, on the basis of, yeah. No, no, the, yeah, the actual documentary. And it, it, like she, she lived a pretty incredible life to seeing, you know, what she did for women back in the day. And like, you know, so it, many great things for women. I'm sure, right? I'm sure I didn't agree with her for all of her decisions, but like definitely respect her for what she has done in her career and overcoming stuff in a field where like it was, you know, like 99.9% men when she was doing it, you know, um, you know, becoming becoming a lawyer and like thriving in that field when when women it wasn't a thing for women to do it, you know, and then a lot of her great you know decisions that she made um, helping women back in the day. So yeah. um, definitely rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she fought for equal pay. She fought for uh, I think at one time women couldn't sign uh, for a mortgage without without um, a the husband or signing. a male yeah co-signing. So just many things that. And she, she, did, she did something where for men where like their pension. So if a um like, like a woman passed away, the man couldn't get the woman's pension. So she signed. She made it so that the man yeah. could get it. The same as a woman can get a man's pension if he passed away. Absolutely. I mean, these are these are things I certainly agree with as well. Absolutely. So certainly sad to see her go. She actually um really wanted to uh to um. I guess she was optimistic that Trump wouldn't get reelected, so she was hoping not to be replaced until November. Um, but sadly, she passed away before November. And uh, yeah, I mean, Trump does promise to um, fill her seat with another woman, so that 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 is promising. <laughs> doesn't um, mean shit. That doesn't mean. In some regard, at least she, she is a female. Um, Let's see. Uh, we also lost Jackie Stallone, the the mother of Sylvester Stallone and Frank Stallone. Yeah, she had a long she life. Involved with, she was involved with Glow, wasn't she? She, she was, was involved yes. with Glow. Very good, General. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remembered that. Yeah, she was ninety eight. She passed away. So yeah, yeah, for the original Glow show, not the um, Netflix show. Not the Netflix scripted series, which is yeah. great, by the way, if you haven't seen. Uh, a couple more um, um, people that passed away. Michael Chapman, who was a cinematographer from The Fugitive and Raging Bull, passed away at the age of 84. Michael Lonsdale, who played the iconic 1979 James Bond villain in Moonraker, passed away at the age of 89. Cartoonist Ron Cobb, who uh, helped design uh, the Back to the Future um he was a set designer for Back to the Future. Oh, wow. He also um, designed several iconic alien species in the Star Wars universe. Contributed to E.T., Raiders of the Lost Ark, Alien, Back to the Future, many more. Damn. Oh, all uh, classics. Yeah, he was a, a designer and cartoonist, age of 83. Some uh, music industry people um, include Georgia Dobbins Davis, original member of the Marvelettes. For that 61 hit, Please Mr. Postman. You might remember that song. Oh, yes, yes. She died, uh, sadly. Um, oh, rest in peace. Lee, Ker- Lee Kerslocky, um, uh, uh played with Ozzy Osbourne and, and Ozzy's first two solo albums, the age of 73. Died, sa- sadly, of prostate cancer. Roy Head, the rocker, known for his 1965 smash, Treat Her Right. Uh, died at the age of 79. Treat her right. Treat her right. Yes, yeah, so are you familiar with that? Um, that sh- that actually reached number two on the Billboard. 
1965. Popularized. Jenna remembers that. Yeah, popularized <laughs> last last year by um, Quentin Tarantino. They actually used this song on Once oh, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Do you remember it now? Little, one of the little radio things that they would show that they would have in that. I still don't remember the song, but that makes total sense. Yes, and Chachi, uh, I guess this is someone that you were very fond of, Tommy DeVito, one of the founding members of the iconic doo-wop group, The Four Seasons, had died uh, due to COVID-19 at the age of 92. Why, why I know I've never seen the Jersey Boys before. Um, I started watching the movie um, last night on Netflix, and he actually was a, a he had a huge role in the in the founding of um, the Four Seasons and like just funny watching them as like I guess teens or young adults you know, getting into trouble like Tommy would get um, you know thrown in jail for like six months at a time all the time by doing um, different crime around the area but you know he was instrumental in getting um, Frankie Valli um, pushing his career and to form the Four Seasons it's a pretty cool story I'm about like um, probably two thirds the way through the movie now, but it's, it's definitely worth a look. And I know it's a very um, popular uh, musical um, on Broadway and, and, you know, around the country. So awesome. um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And of course, we already, we already mentioned road warrior animal, Joe Laurinaitis had passed away as well. Um, it's been a big week for death. My God. It's sad. But with death, we welcome life for those uh, born on um, September 23rd. Julio Iglesias, remember him? The father yes. of Enrique is 77. Bruce that was, Springsteen. That was I loved before. Yes. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, 71. The boss. Wow. He is 71. in the tooth. Wow. Uh, here's a big name for you, Chachi. Jason Alexander of Seinfeld is 61 today. Wow, I would have thought older, but wow. Yep. Actor Chi McBride from Hawaii Five O is fifty nine. Rapper producer um, record head Honcho Jermaine Dupree is forty eight. Remember hanging out with him, Chachi, at the Playboy party? Uh, the uh, all the Playboy playmates were wearing all white, and Jermaine Dupree yes. was in the back VIP with us. That was pretty that was iconic. One of the best um, Playboy. Party oh God, yes. On the East Coast, at least. Absolutely, yeah. Well, the Playboy Mansion's pretty yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> like that's back when the Playboy parties like were a huge thing, and like they would get yeah. like the, some of the best playmates. Um, oh my God! Absolutely. And, and there was like there was like ten of them at, at that point, and on that um, yep. party. Yep. It's oh, amazing. It such a fun party, Chach. Um, Anthony Mackie, forty-two today. You might know him as Falcon, and I guess he now has Captain America's shield, right, General? Yes, he does. Yeah. Brandon Victor Dixon from Hamilton fame is 39. Who's he playing David, Hamilton? Um, good question. I don't know. David Lim from Quantico is 37. Actor Kush Jumbo from The Good Wife and The Good Fight is 35. And Skylar Aston from the Pitch Perfect films is 33. That's birthdays today. Wow, what a show, man. What a effing show it was amazing yes. show from top to bottom man um so you know what we're gonna end tonight with the amazing dan fogler chachi what a great interview with dan fogler um you might know him as luke from walking dead jacob from fantastic beasts 
Uncle Marvin from the Goldbergs. What a great interview, man. It was just so oh, amazing. Funny. Yeah, he was calling in from the UK. So yep. if you if you hear the interview um, at some point, it's kind of like Buffer or whatever. That's only because he's calling in from across the pond. Across the so pond. So that's probably that's probably our farthest farthest away guest that we've had calling. To yeah, the show. but nonetheless, a celebration yeah. for BTB anniversary. So I uh, for the cool cut after this great interview with Dan. I figured, why not a song from the year 2000, right? I mean, but I kind of wanted to make it a democracy. I'm all about democracy here here on the boat, uh, here on Below the Belt. So let me read to you what are some of the top songs of 2000. And then um, let's see if uh, we can come to a consensus on one. Mm -hmm. We have NSYNC, It's Gonna Be Me and Bye Bye Bye. Beautiful Day by U2. I mean, it's going to be May. It's going to be May. <laughs> Try Again by Aaliyah. Miss Jackson, Outcast. Eminem, Stan. Bon Jovi, It's My Life. Vanessa would love this one. Backstreet Boys, Shape of My Heart. Maya, Case of the X. Three Doors Down, Kryptonite. Outcast, B.O.B. Oh, it's got to be Outcast, B.O.B. It's got to be? Yeah, that's far it's gotta the be. Best. Well, I was kind of thinking something that has a meaning or message. Well, Bon Jovi is my life would be great because this has been our life for the last 20 years. That's a good vote there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read a couple more and then we'll All make right. a decision. Although, I mean, B.O.B. is just such a great song. <laughs> that's a, yeah. yeah. But okay. but it guess, wasn't me. You... It wasn't me by Shaggy. I do like that song. It wasn't me. <laughs> that actually would work, too. That's a fun I mean, one. Bent by Matchbox 20, Yellow, Coldplay. Um, you know what? I'm gonna okay. So so channel goes for Outcast, Chachi, Bon Jovi. It's my life. I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chachi on this one. I think um I'd like to. I'd like to go. I like to incorporate a tie-in. This is a song by the great the great New Jersey-based Bon Jovi. Um, because for the past 20 years, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm saying 20 that. 20 years. It's been 19 years. Holy shit. It's my life. It's been like Below the belt show. How long has it been for me? Like, like two years. years. <laughs> no, it's been longer. Nah, it's, yeah. he's, he's it's been, been... He, him and I think him and Kelly Campbell came on around the same time. It was no like way. 2012. I think 2012. Is 2012? Okay, a little later yeah. then? Okay. It feels like it feels like way longer. It feels like it's been like 80 years. <laughs> I just had that effect. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Okay, so there, we've picked our our cool cut, our classic cut, however you want to call it, to end tonight's program, guys. Bon Jovi, "It's My Life," one of the big hits from the year 2000. Yes, it has been. Which is probably years. like it's probably one of the biggest. I mean, it's, it's rare to have that big of a break in between your hits. That you know that was like his probably his last big hit that he had, but like it was way after all his stuff in the 80s and early 90s. So it was cool for him to come back and have another hit at that age. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. On behalf of everybody here, the one and only. Let's give our thanks to those who have left the building. Starting with the resident rock star Flex. It was good to have Flex for a hot minute. Incognito. Yes. Dude, he looked like he was straight out of the Watchmen movie, didn't he? He looked like, he looked like, a, he looked like the Unabomber to me. I don't yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> We'd like to thank, of course, the lovely Kelly Campbell. Wow, oh, it was yeah. great to have her How back up. She? The belt show. She's amazing. 
The lovely and talented Vanessa Meadows also joined us to talk yes. to Big Brother with our special guest, Evil Dick Donato from Big Brother. And the remaining um, people on the on the panel are now include the one and only, he is the man with the calming presence. Mm-hmm. He is the prince of pop culture, the one and only Mike the General Zod. Mm-hmm. Great yes, to be yeah. here. He actually had no like um issues like no like water issues today no like door like like, no like the creaky doors the haunted, no. haunted mansion door that he no, has like no, yeah, no, no, I'll uh, save that for the Halloween episode yeah no, I was very impressed no screaming kids <laughs> uh, Chachi McFly the king of the 80s I mean this must be like the longest I've been on the show on a one day period because now it's like midnight here we're finishing up um we did an hour like you know almost an hour earlier today for the interview so that's like really like a four-hour show i've done today at btb it's, it's a big one we're doing supersized yeah. shows yep yeah i am so bummed i missed the dan fogler interview i had i had meetings like all day so it happens to the best of us buddy yeah yeah but you're gonna get you can you can hear it <laughs> so here we go guys dan fogler walking dead fantastic beast followed by our choice for the closing cut the cool cut the classic cut Bon Jovi's It's My Life. Guys, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace. All right. How you doing, guys? All right, guys. Our special guest of the evening on our anniversary month celebration of Below the Belt show, we welcome actor extraordinaire. You might know him from The Walking Dead, Fantastic Beasts. The Goldbergs, the one and only Dan Fogler. What's up, Dan? How's it going? <laughs> hey, Dan. We uh, we talked briefly at the New York Comic Con. We we're in a uh, the press room with other press outlets. I've got a little bit of a one on one, but it's it's actually great to have you on Below the Belt show for a little bit more of an extended interview. So this is pretty awesome for us. Well, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to change my name here for my wife's name because mom on her <laughs> computer doesn't Joanne. it's fine <laughs> uh, so uh so, so yeah, man, you're across here. the ponds um um yeah. well, we might be told so we're glad that we could work out a time for you to call in but uh, uh i'm guessing uh that it might be something to do with the fantastic Piece, uh, third film, but then I don't see your Jacob mustache, so <laughs> <laughs> you don't see it. What if I went like that? What if I go like that? You know? <laughs> yeah, now I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, we, we we started shooting, and I huh? I have uh, uh, I just have a, I just have like a five o'clock shadow right now, but uh, yeah, I'm I. I got the hair and the mustache, and I'll be set again, and they'll shave me down to the appropriate length. <laughs> and uh, nice. yeah, yeah, we're um, in the middle of it. That is uh, extremely exciting. Um, so I was curious, uh, what what is the bigger fandom that most fans um um notice you for? Is it the Fantastic Beasts or the Walking Dead? Because those are two of the biggest fandoms of uh, the Harry Potter universe. Walking Dead universe. I mean, you're a part of both. Um, does one yeah, kind of impact more than the other? It really depends because they're both global. I'm I'm pretty. I, I'm surprised that 
how often I get the Goldbergs. I, I, I get the Goldbergs quite a bit. Um, I'm, nice. I'm the Uncle Marvin on that. And uh, yes, yes. I do the Thanksgiving episodes all the time. But um, I don't know, man. It's uh, I would if I say if I had to choose between the Fantastic Beasts and the Walking Dead, I'd have to say I probably get recognized for walking uh, for uh, Fantastic Beasts more, um, but just only a little bit more, because uh, the Walking Dead is everywhere, man. It's like, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, and then the occasional fanboys and the occasional Balls of Fury, I get those right. A lot. <laughs> that is tremendous. Well, let's start with uh, let's start with The Walking Dead first. So, um, okay, lots of news with The Walking Dead. We're we're, we're all Walking Dead fans here on the show, and uh, hey, we miss it. We miss it. We certainly miss it. But October fourth, that's just a little over uh, a week or so really? away. Okay. Uh, we're gonna finally see the season ten finale. I know you can't talk about much of it. I mean, we've seen the trailer, <laughs> we've seen the previews. Yeah, we just yeah. hope. We just hope. Luke escapes unscathed. <laughs> That's nice of you to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, I have a, uh, I do, um, I have a podcast called the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. Oh, nice. And we have a video, we have a video, I guess, video cast, what is that, uh, that I'm doing um, this weekend on the 26th, 4 p.m. PST. Um and uh, we're doing like a special The Walking Dead episode. So I'm having people on the show and we're going to do some fun behind the scenes content, stuff like that. It should be a really cool episode. If you're into The Walking Dead, check that out. Um, yeah, and then the finale. I, I had such a blast uh, shooting the finale. Like, uh, I, uh, yeah, I had a lot to do in it. I can say that, um, and I like I just thought the whole me up like uh, like just up against the the whole you know I I always thought like it, to be I was like I love the comic book like I I I still I still love the comic book uh, The Walking Dead and I even like. Uh, We'll turn the TV show to black and white, you know, just so I can like get the original feel, you know. Um, and those scenes where it's us against the wall. I think it's like episode ten this season, ten, eleven. Those those episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, were so I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is what I signed up for, man. Like <laughs> just. just just, and they gave me that new weapon, uh, oh. which is like a motorcycle mace, you know? Yeah. Being like, oh, my God. Like, I always want to be part of a zombie movie, and now here I am just swinging away at a wall full of zombies. It's like, that's what we do it for. You know? And that whole sequence was so cool. I, um, I would have expected Luke to have a different weapon as a music teacher, uh, a guitar, a tuba, I don't know, a clarinet. Well, you know what? I, this is how I rationalize it. It's like um, I've named it uh, Rickenbacker, which is like named after, you know, the, the Who's uh, guitar, you know? So you know how they, like, the Who would, like, just destroy their guitars? I was like, okay, I see, like, a kind of a kinship with him destroying people with that that mace but um 
it's like it's it's a kind of like an axe in a way. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I I I also thought like <laughs> when he was describing it, he was like, man, I keep losing my because the whole first the whole ninth I was on the ninth season, and I had a cool like pickaxe. Yeah, but it always got like caught on something. Like I never, like I always got like knocked out of my hand. Like I never got to like really like use it. So then they they took pity on me this season. They were like, let's give him a cool weapon. And um and I feel like I went to uh you know the ironsmith and was like, I need a new weapon. And I was like describing it. Like Luke was just like, I would love for it to have like a like a tennis racket grip and the guy was just like say no more and i was like wait 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 and then they they handed me this thing and like what are you gonna like you can't look a gift horse in the mouth he was just like all right i'll i guess i'll use this thing holy crap you know like this is like you know like could you imagine being handed that for your birthday um amazing uh, yeah you just you know it, that you, is amazing. Make of it, you make of it what you will. I think I, I love it, man. I, I, I re- I've really, oh, man. really grown to love that thing. I love I've it. Really got, yeah. So, um, since you're a fan of The Walking Dead, you mentioned you read the, the graphic novel. I know that you're a writer, um, also. Um, yeah. Is this a role that you you seeked out, or uh, your agent seeked out, because uh, as a fan of The Walking Dead, or do they approach you to to play Luke? Yeah, a little of both. I, I was I was doing Fantastic Beasts, and I had the gap between um, the last movie and, and this one. And uh, and I said to my agents, I was like, hey, you know, there's a lot of great television going on. Um, look out for something that's like, um, you know, on the darker side of the spectrum. And I gave him a list of of, of shows that I really liked. And then, uh, and The Walking Dead called me up and was like, "Hey, you know, I we hear you're interested in coming on the show. We have this part, Luke. We'd like you to pay it." And I was like, "Oh shit, Luke from the Luke from the comics." I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "You know, for someone who like for anyone who I don't know, for I grew up reading comic books, right." And as an actor, to play someone that exists in the zeitgeist of, of the comic books that I love, you know, like, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and in, I knew what his I, it, I knew what his story arc in the comic book was. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just be on for this one season, I guess. And they were like, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> and, um, and then I ha- was having such a good time in the ninth season. And... It really got to that point where I was like, uh, they started making um, casts for everybody's heads that were supposed to be on those pikes. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I emailed them. I was just like, so I haven't been asked to come in to make a cast for my head. You know, I'm ready to come in. Um, but if for some reason, you know, this is like a, you know, a parallel universe thing that you guys often do. Right. I would love to stay on for more. I'm having such a great time, you know. And then they were like, well, it's funny you should say that, you know. Uh, so I don't know if they were thinking about putting my head on that pike, but um, I don't I don't know. It was it was pretty close to, to the to the wire there where they, you know. Wow. 
in the graphic novel, was Luke's head on the pike? Yeah, he was. Okay, he was there yeah. With Ezekiel, uh, a right. lot of guys. Rosita. Of yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So they they yeah. switched some stuff around. Wow. Oh, they switched a lot of stuff. Um, and yeah, a lot of people escaped that that timeline. Uh, yeah. So you were relieved. You weren't even in the plans to be beheaded by Alpha. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, I'm really happy that I that I get to, to stick around. I really enjoyed doing the show, um, and I, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens in the finale. That's all I'm saying. We say. will so, see what happens in the finale. It's gonna so, be a stressful show because, like, you know, like Goldberg is, you know, you're probably not gonna die on that show. You know, right? Like, Walking Dead, like any episode, like it doesn't matter who it is, except for like Daryl and Carol. You could be gone. Correct. So, yeah. So and I have a, I have a suspicion. <laughs> I have a suspicion like this this last season. It's yes, like season eleven. <laughs> yes. Season eleven that is they're gonna knock off everybody and all that's gonna be left is Daryl and Carol. Right. You know, it's like it's like we have to do a spinoff now. That's all we have left. You know. It's like, <laughs> I'm surprised to hear that when they announced um, this will be the final season. Yeah. Was I surprised? Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, no, because I was like, oh, that's kind of fitting because the comic book kind of ended on its on its 11th season, you know, um, and the timeline where we are in the show matches up kind of perfectly with the comic book, you know, wherever yeah. they're headed right into that new world um, with uh, that very. uh um, fascist kind of regime that they're heading into. Yes, the um, right. And uh, so it's, I mean, it's all lining up perfectly. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I mean, it's just, and and it's not ending. There's, it's the, it's there's, the final story know, arc. Yeah, the Commonwealth is the final story arc in the comic book. So it does make yeah. a sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, we're actually getting six additional episodes for season 10. Uh, what can you tell us about those six additional episodes? Right. They, um, I think, you know, they're using the, para- I can't tell you much about it. I, I, I know that they're using the parameters of COVID to try and do, they're kind of like, uh, do you remember in the comic books where they would do, um, I think this is what they're doing where they would do like one-offs, you would see a specific character and their face would be on the cover and then they would do a specific, just a, just a story focusing on them. Okay. I think that's what they're doing. Don't quote me, but I think that they're like, <laughs> man, we got to give the audience something because they've been waiting for so long. And yeah, you know, uh, and it's going to be, we won't be able to start up again for the next season until um, the spring, I guess. So Wow. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, I know production's been all screwed up, you know, in general, movies, television with with COVID. How, how have you been handling the pandemic yourself, Dan? Yeah, I'm in the UK um, and it's it's chill here. It's a little bit m- more relaxed here. Um, and I'm with my family. So the beginning was uh, I got an eight year old and a four year old and the beginning was a little stressful and then we were homeschooling so that be that was stressful that be but stressful yes. yeah 
That's working actors. Became, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then it became um, something that I was really grateful for because it, it helped me. It gave me something to do every day. You know, organize my day, think of new stuff to to do for the kids. So, you know, keep them occupied new games and new activities and stuff like that and and i was just thinking like shit if like if it was just me here and the lockdown happened i i would be ridiculous i i i don't i think i would i think i would lose my mind man. i am losing my mind yeah yes yep that's gotta be tough yeah. Although so were you just, over there when it happened, or were you in the U.S.? Um, no, I was here. I've been I've been in the U.K. since December. I've been here this whole time, man. Okay, so you and, were there uh, when it got really bad at first in the U.K. Oh yeah. U.S. Wow. And I was, uh, and it was for a while there. It was just me and the wife and the two kids, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, I gotta double up the podcast. I gotta I gotta right? start talking to. <laughs> adults man i gotta you know i was like i love it yeah so you're you're like an honorary brit i guess since december have you picked up the british accent while you're over there yeah. <laughs> you're like a rough and tumble kind of like that's right <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, like a jason stray from kind of like it's right it's right you know, like, hey, <laughs> oh, oh. You. <laughs> i love if that I, yeah yeah <laughs> no one fucks with you. No one messes with you when they hear that tone. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, whatever you need. Whatever you need. Well, it's good so, to see you over there because all the Brits come over for The Walking Dead and, and steal our jobs. So it's good to see you over there, you know, taking taking their jobs for a change. Yes, yes. That's Score one for the Americans. Because yes. everybody's Walking Dead, I think they're like Americans. I see them on an interview and all of a sudden they have this big British yeah. accent. I'm like, what the hell? I like this. <laughs> It's impressive that they can disguise it so well. Yeah. Samantha Morton, in particular, as Alpha, because you got to work with her both on Walking Dead and in Fantastic Beasts. Also, like, working with Samantha, I mean, the fact that she can just turn on that character of Alpha, and that voice is just so creepy. She does a great job. Yeah, she's... uh... She goes from British to deliverance, you know. She's, yeah, she, man, I saw her, my first time I saw her was um, in Minority Report. Yes. And I was just like, I was just like, that moment where she, she, like you believe she's psychic, you know. <laughs> like you believe, like yeah, totally. Like when she gets up there and she just all run and she has that. She's a force of nature, you know. Um, she brought that to the set of the Fantastic Beasts, where you know she she was this uh, just uh, very evil puritan lady uh but then i i never really had scenes with her i had like half a scene with her where i passed her on the stairs on the bank the only real interaction i had with her was in like the makeup room we'd sometimes be side to side in the trailer and we would she was just with cracking jokes and she and i i have a daughter named edie and she has a daughter named edie oh wow so we just 
Look at those yeah, we bond. similarities. Yeah. yeah Two we... fandoms, Walking Dead, Fantastic Beast, daughter named Edie, oh, and the yeah. same makeup trailer. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you, we, uh, she came on my podcast and we had, she's a trip, man. We had, that was one of yeah. the best interviews I had. Awesome. Um, she's a trip, man. She is a trip. She, she she's gregarious, cracking jokes, and then the cameras roll, and then she's, everybody. Everybody is survival of the fittest. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> shit. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, that was creepy out, too. That's creepy. <laughs> so, Fantastic Beast, you're working with, like, Johnny Depp. I mean, Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law. I mean, these are these are just acting greats. Um, Johnny is a, a legend. Um, do you get um, do you get the nerves with, 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 with someone like a Johnny Depp um, working with uh, closely with someone like that? Totally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's when it's, you have to be a good actor because yeah, you have to act like you still know how to talk, you know, it's like, it's like in, their, in their presence, you know, um, and you have to act like you're not a fanboying, you know, right. I, which I, I, I can't help, man. Like, um, right. I'm just, I find like like Christopher Walken is a perfect example. Oh wow! Right. I, like I was on set with him every day for the last twenty five percent of Balls of Fury, so I just was straight up with him. I was just like, um, you're like the fucking best. Like I like I, yeah. you know like I just and, and and I find that nine times out of ten. They they appreciate that because everyone likes to know Good. that they're leaving a legacy and that they're influencing younger actors. And if they sense that you're being sincere, that you're not just you know brown nosing, that you really fucking mean it. Yeah. Right. And that you're and you're genuinely interested. Um, they love that stuff. I, I find that they that they that they make you their best friend in a lot of those situations. So that happened with Chris. Um, because I genuinely just, I was like, I fucking love you. You know, and he was just like, good, fine. You can do that in my presence. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> wow. And, uh, and then, uh, look, man, I spent a lot of time with him, so I was yeah. able to hone that. Yes. Um, and then Johnny was the same thing, man. Johnny, I told him right away, I like, I was like, um, uh, the first time I met him, it was we had a rehearsal. We did that. If you watch the second movie, there's that big amphitheater scene where he's conducting everybody, and he and there's like five thousand extras. So I basically first time I met him, he was walking next to me, and I said to him, uh, "I hope you're not a method actor." And he goes, "Eh, not really, you know, whatever." And I go, I was like, because I'm a muggle and you hate muggles. And I was like, yeah. you know, so it's like, and he was like, he laughed and he was like, nah, nah, man, whatever. Uh, he says, this, you know, you tell you pick and choose. And I was like, well, I just want to tell you, like, um, from uh, from one clown to another, I really appreciate your work. And, he, and that got him because he was like, well, what do you mean by that? And I was like, I see. 
see through your handsome rock and roll veneer, brother, you are a clown. And he was just like, and I go, Benny and June. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, look at all of his work. He's constantly putting the white face paint on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's a clown, yeah. man. He's a fucking clown. Al he's like, Wonderland. Yeah. Got it. Scissor hands. Yeah. Scissor hands. Amazing. Yes, he, might, he might be playing the Joker and something coming up. Who knows? But um, I. Uh, that's a rumor. But wow. then he would literally mm-hmm. will be playing a clown. So he he appreciated that. And he was like, yeah, he because I saw I just saw him and then. Uh, yeah. And he was just like, here, come in the tent, man. And, and then the next thing I know, you know, we're, you know, smoking cigarettes. And yes. He's, uh, <laughs> he's got the, you know, the white, the white eye. And he's like, here, let me play your song. <laughs> I was like, what? All right, fuck yeah. You know? <laughs> Hanging out with Johnny in his warming tent, you know? Dude, that is um, awesome. You gotta, you gotta pinch yourself sometime. Like, is this all real? Am I dreaming? Like, that's just amazing. Yeah, I, 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 I'm still just like, can't believe I'm part of this. Like, what fucking lottery did I win? Like, right, right. It's amazing, and hey, it's talent. It's a lot of talent, my man. You like, got Nick, it. When do you sleep? Because every time I turn on the TV or see a movie, like you're in it. So when do you actually sleep oh, yeah. and you're not working? There's a lot of time in between those movies, so I, uh, I hibernate, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, the pandemic might have <laughs> given yeah. you a little break, like yeah. all of us. Oh, yeah. I always, yeah. always enjoy uh, your work on the um, Goldbergs every sure. season. All right, let's pivot to the Goldbergs. Yeah, yeah Goldbergs. Where go <laughs> <laughs> you play Uncle Marv. Now, is that is that character based off of a um, real uncle for Adam F. Goldberg? Yeah, that's okay. Adam's. All the characters are based on on real on right. real relatives, and he's got like at the end of the shows you'll see he's got video footage, um, like real VHS footage from when he was a kid. I think there's that first Thanksgiving episode that I did. You see the real Marvin. Um, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, it's like the very last clip of the episode, and you see the right. real Marvin, and he's sitting at the the thanksgiving table and he's getting yelled at and they're just like it's just like you want to leave he's like you want to leave you want me to leave thanksgiving i'm leaving thanksgiving and if so have you um did, did you meet him to get into the character or what no 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 i uh i just turned up the dial on you know my own um energy reverence <laughs> yeah i guess so and uh <laughs> yeah, my own crazy crazy jewish uncles growing up uh and and uh non-jewish uncles frankly um they uh there was some i had some fun i had this one this one aunt she had many she married <laughs> several times <laughs> And a lot of those uncles, I basically took pieces of those uncles and put them into to Marvin. That show was great, man. Like fanboys, um, where which I met Adam on. Um, he he wrote. Uh, uh, he 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 came on as a writer for Fanboys, and um, and that too was like an an homage to the eighties and the nineties. Um, so then doing his show, 
where I I come on his show and I'm I'm constantly doing something that is like so fun yeah, from my childhood. Like, well, but like specifically like driving the freaking DeLorean. DeLorean, yes, that's you know? probably my favorite episode of yours. Woo. All Drive, those fandoms, right? Driving the kit car, I, right? I drove, right? <laughs> right? Like I get to do that stuff. I, I, I can't, or like the last episode, um, they dressed me up like as Cobra, as <laughs> the yeah, yeah. from Cobra with the the matchstick and the. I was just like, who, uh, man, I, I, the kid in me, the, the kid. <laughs> That grew up in the eighties is just like right. if you tell us that kid, I get to that I get paid to to right. do all that this stuff now. I I, I would just faint. Yeah, that's got to be the funnest show to work on because I I mean Adam Goldberg seems like a big kid anyways. Adam F Goldberg, so just like you know dealing with his um you know stories and everything from his life and it's just got to be so much fun. And plus it's it a, is it's it a is tremendous fun. cast too. I mean we interviewed um. Wendy um several times on our yeah, show. McClendon Covey. Yeah. Love Wendy. She's a sweetheart. Haley. Yeah. Haley as well. Yep. Been on our show. Exactly. Yeah. She's lovely. Uh Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland's been on my show yes. a couple of times. Love yes. working with you. You're you're his baby brother on the show. That's I so cool. <laughs> and we met Sean, like probably during season one, where he's just a little teeny kid. Yeah. And we met him at um this the creative um, coalition yeah, yeah this event that we were interviewing and like i i asked him afterwards if i could get a picture with him um yeah. and he just got real big real big eyes he's like yeah sure like he's all excited and i was excited myself because my favorite show at the time yeah so, it's a really cool like and humble kid i know uh i know sean since he was a kid because he played young me in good luck chuck oh, oh really wow, wow. that's yeah. awesome Look at all these tie-ins. Yeah. Samantha Morton tie-in, the yeah. Goldberg's tie-in with Sean. Yeah. The acting acting world is very small. You know, you run yes. into people. That's why you basically got to be nice and not burn bridges. Cause, exactly. You know, you gotta, yeah. And yeah. don't yeah. be inappropriate. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right? I, think started, I think they started filming um, the next season. Um, is that true? Of the Goldbergs? Have they started already? I think they started. Uh, I heard that they were on hiatus, um, but I, I don't know. I, I nowadays I only squeeze in the Thanksgiving episodes. Right. They right. they call me for that one. Nice. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It's uh, they may do a rerun of the Thanksgiving episode for this year. Hopefully not. Yeah. Say again. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. Because I, I yeah. um, have you heard well, any rumblings? Like, it. could this be? Could this be the final season for the Goldbergs? Because like I know um, Adam Goldberg character, he's going to be a senior, and like a lot of shows, you know, want to end, you know, when they graduate. Have you yeah, heard I know that they want to. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the end. Yeah, it might be the end. I, I have no idea, but uh, yeah. I, I think that ABC, ABC would love to keep it going for a long time. Yeah, still, um, still hilarious. Yeah, I think they want to. Still gets good ratings. I think. I think they want to. Uh, I maybe I don't know, but they they probably want to spin off something with um, Sean and Haley, maybe them in college. I don't know. Yeah. That would be smart. And do a crossover like a into the '90s with the other show that they yeah. have. Schooled. Yes, you got it. Yeah, school was yeah. that was canceled. I don't know why. I really enjoyed that show. Oh, was it canceled. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, then they'll do. Then maybe they'll. I think this is yeah. what they want along with them. And sadly, Brian He's, Callen is involved with some issues. So what's that going on? Oh, Brian Callen had some um, Me Too hashtag Me Too accusations. Recently. Oh no! I've heard about Man. that. No, I yeah. didn't. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious too. It's unfortunate. Yeah, but um, Shit. a big difference with with you, Dan, is is uh, you looking more svelte from season nine to season ten of Walking yes. Dead. Yes. Um, most people are putting on pounds during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, what 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 was your secret to uh, I guess uh, shedding weight? Hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I gained I gained 20 pounds uh, during this lockdown, and then I had to lose it again to fit into my costume. <laughs> for wow. Oh wow! Week. Okay. Oh my god! So it's been a little hard. up and down. Okay. Oh yeah, it's hard. Um, I uh, so if you see the first Fantastic Beast movies, this first Fantastic Beast movie, mm-hmm. um, I was at my heaviest. I was. Uh, 270 pounds wow. okay and i am 5'7 okay so i was doing all that physical comedy with 100 pounds on me basically mm-hmm. um <laughs> and let me tell you, let me tell you something i i gained a huge respect for you have to appreciate people who are walking around obese right now because they're fucking weightlifters. If they're able to just get through daily life, walking up and right. down stairs, playing with their kids, they are um, they're doing a superhuman feat there. Because once I once I lost a hundred pounds, which is I, that's when I was at my skinniest. I went down to about a hundred and. 60 while i was on the walking dead and my, my skinniest was was on the goldbergs that last thanksgiving episode where i was dressed yeah. as cold yeah and they said that i had a they wrote in that i had a tapeworm and i was proud of it oh. <laughs> they didn't so explain I, it I, they didn't explain it on the walking dead though no i guess, I guess the walking dead it was more gradual and, and i guess yeah. you could feasibly go uh, well you know he's He's basically surviving. Right. It seems like he will lose weight. Um, and so what You're was I doing? off Jerry's cobblers, right? Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry was just eating all of my food. That's what he was doing. <laughs> he, was taking, he was taking it from me, and I was like, okay, fine. Uh, just um, no, fucking Cooper's great, man. Um, but, uh, okay, so... I was doing, I'm still doing intermittent fasting, okay. um, which is hard. They say that if you go, especially if you love uh, food, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I basically every day I do a, a version of intermittent fasting. So I do like basically one, like like I eat like the Italians eat, you know, where you have like a one meal in the middle of the day, you know, like I just have. <laughs> I, I like I, <laughs> I I have like a big late late lunch essentially, and yeah. um and I just I just give my time myself time to digest before bedtime, and then use to sleeping to basically burn calories and and then don't eat again until that next meal, and then some days, um, I'll go 24 hours without eating. Uh, some days I'll go, the most I've ever gone is 48 hours. 
Um, I heard that if you go for like three days, you start to have re- rejuvenative, uh, like stem cells start to grow. You start to heal. Really? It gives huh. your body, it gives your body a chance to, um, to huh. recuperate for real. Um, because you're not using all your organs to digest. So, okay. And then on top of that, I did, um, I basically took a note from the Lloyd Dobler, you know, school of, of living, which was, you know, no processed anything. Okay. So I basically, I just like, if, if something had way too many ingredients that I couldn't pronounce or spell, right. I, I did not eat it. Um, okay. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's the core of my process, and I lost about a hundred pounds doing that. That's, wow, that's amazing. So, how do you feel after losing that hundred pounds? I felt crazy because <laughs> I felt really healthy. I felt healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But people would, this is what people would do. They'd look at me and they'd be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd yes. be like yeah, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And they'd be like, yeah. you're not, you're not dying. And I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, well, in that case, you look amazing. And I was like, <laughs> that's, that's, I don't like that. Yep. So I basically, I was like, I got to put some weight on. So I, I put, I put on about, so I put on about a hundred, uh, I'm sorry. I put on about uh, 20 pounds to take me up to 180. And I, and at 180, and I've been vacillating between 180 and 190. That's what I'll probably be at for this movie in uh, between uh, there. Um, Jacob can't be too thin, I guess, right? <laughs> oh, right. No, exactly. You start to, yeah, once a, once a baker starts to lose weight, you start to question, you know, the ingredients, basically. <laughs> Gluten-free rolls. For yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Gluten-free rolls. But um, it works, you know, where this movie awesome. is uh, the time period. Yes. Um, and uh, he's basically tight. He's literally tight, having to tighten his belt. And it just, it's just, it's working nicely, so... Can you tell um, us anything about the uh, Fantastic Beast Three? Um, this it's the script is is I'm very happy with it. Nice. Um, and uh, I got a bunch to do. Um, yes. yes. And um, yeah, I can't really tell you that much, but uh, <laughs> we started shooting and it's it's going well. We're um we're getting through it uh week by week um yeah i can't really tell you much more no, than that, that's, but I'm, that's exciting I'm very we're, we're excited that that things are starting to go into production now oh, and now that yes. you're uk um i know they have covid guidelines on set uh, i just I'm gotta i just gotta plug my phone up uh, my computer in here okay, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay definitely but uh, yes, I'm excited for Fantastic Beasts uh, 3. Of course, I'm excited for the Walking Dead um, finale, um, which, God, my gosh. But, but yes. Were you, were you afraid when you were losing that weight that, like, sometimes people are funny in comedic roles. Right. They weight, and all of a sudden, they're, they're not funny anymore. Were you afraid of that or, or um, roles, you know, because you weren't, like, the same look as you were before? Right. That's funny. I had the advantage of knowing that 
Um, I went down to about around 200 pounds when I when I was doing. I, I did an Atkins thing yeah. in my um, in my 20s, and during that whole time, um, I was about. That was probably the last time I was at my thinnest. Okay. Um, and I was doing stand-up comedy the whole time. And I was hysterical, so I I, I kind of I had an advantage there. I knew that I, I knew that I would still be funny. I knew it. Um, but yeah, you you question that. You question how people are going because you're yeah. sending out a certain message, you know, to your audience. Correct. That's right. And you wonder. You wonder. I did have people that were um, some fans rejected at first, you know, because I think they go, wait a minute, you know, I associate with you, and and um, and it, it kind of puts a mirror up to them saying, well, wait a minute, he lost a lot of weight, maybe I should lose weight, and maybe I should get healthy, and people don't like to flip on that so much, and, you know, um, and that's that's cool, you know, everyone is, is going at their own pace. Um, and there was there was a lot of me trying having to explain myself and um, but I was like the work is gonna you know speak for itself and it it yeah. has yeah and you're busier now than ever yep awesome well Dan wow we thank you so much man for, for being a part this is our anniversary uh, hey! celebration of our podcast below yes. the belt show we've been around happy for... anniversary thank you thank you thank you and of course Walking Dead the season ten finale much anticipated. October fourth, we we hope Luke is okay. Uh, he better be. He better be. So uh, <laughs> we like, Kate, like if he's okay. We had Caitlin naked <laughs> on uh, our show, uh, who plays Enid, a week before the that finale. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. We're we're hoping she was good. We would sur- she would survive. And well, as you know, she was one of the heads on the. Post. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so heartbreaking. I, I felt really bad for that because well, I felt like. I, I may have saved. It was weird because I may have saved Alden's life because he was with me singing while it happened, or maybe if he wasn't with me, he could have prevented it. Or if right. he wasn't with me, he would have been on a pike, you know. Oh, so I, no, I, 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 hey, you know, hey. just like fuck. Oh, on course now, right? Yeah. So, guilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. The butterfly. Well, butterfly awesome. effect is just running <laughs> rampant. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, um, before we let you go, uh, Dan, if we could get a little promo, let us know who you are. Uh, throw out uh, Walking Dead, Fantastic Piece, whatever you'd like. Let us know you're on Below the Belt show and throw out a catchphrase, joke, a plug, whatever you want at the end. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. So, but wait. So, okay, here we go. Hey, hi, this is Dan Fogler. You know me from The Walking Dead and Fantastic Beasts and all that fun stuff and the Goldbergs and Balls of Fury. And here I am. I'm on the Below the Belt show. I'm having a great time. Um, check out the Dan Fogler 40 Experience podcast, video cast. And here's a little uh, cheers uh, for the anniversary of this wonderful show uh this is giggle water so here we go (laughs) ah that's good giggle water for you guys that was amazing (laughs) water butter beers jerry's cobbler 
celebrating it all here Hi. with the one and only Dan Fogler. Amazing, amazing interview with you, Dan, and uh, best of luck. We'll be listening to your podcast as well. Thanks, Thank you so man. much. And right. have a good time over across the pond. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, mate. I appreciate it. All right, Mike. <laughs> they, uh, stay safe. They, they say mate a lot to you, right? <laughs> All right, Dan. Have a good night. Have a good day or, or night. Night over yeah. there now. Yeah. <laughs> proper, proper night time. Proper night time. <laughs> <laughs> proper night time, mate. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Dan, you're mate. amazing. Love to have you back. Oh, yeah. All anytime. Right. All right, Dan. Thank you. Have, have a good one. Take it right. easy. Right, bye. A song for the broken hearted A silent prayer for faithy parted And I ain't gonna be just a face in the crowd You're gonna hear my voice when I shout it out loud It's my Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, 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 bye.